But I remember Joe Rogan saying, like, and he was topless and shredded, right? He would drink this juice. It's got so much ginger and shit in it. He's like, takes a sip of it. It it was so powerful. It made him take a knee. (laughs) (laughs) So it's on the ground. He's jacked, dude. He's just like, oh, it's like someone knocked him out. Like, oh, shit, we need that in our life. How do we get some of that good shit? Three, two, one, and we're live, boys. So, hanging with hardcore episode number six today. It's all about energy. In the last podcast, we talked about willpower. If you haven't seen that, go check that out before you watch this one. Highly recommend it. So, today it's all about energy. We're going to deep dive into why it's important. Um, it kind of ties into willpower and how energy plays a role in that. And in this one, we're going to go deeper into it. So what do you guys think energy means to you guys? Yeah, I mean, it's the feeling we get from a lot of the things that you know we've spent the last couple of days and last week brainstorming amongst of us of trying to go back to you know the journey uh, that we defined in the previous podcast, uh, trying to work out what gives us more energy, what takes energy away from us. Um, and you know we've come up with a nice list today. Should we just get cracking? The first yeah, one on the list is... let's get cracking straight into it, man. Um, so the first thing on the list is environment oh. and how environment is a key contributor to high energy levels. Like throughout throughout the day, we always strive for high energy levels because it makes us more productive. It makes us happier. And I we all agree here, environment mm. is a key factor. Mm. Um, we've curated our environment so that um, we've optimized it for the best energy, like yeah. who we hang around with, um, how the house looks, how it feels. Any yeah. points on that one, boys? Oh, yeah. If you're just running always on high energy, then it's just like, you know, that's like, our, our you know, helping our willpower and all of that. But it's like we're running downhill. We're just rolling with the momentum. If we're like really low on energy and we see it all across society, you know, people, they're, they're lethargic and all of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how important energy is because it helps you get to your goals yeah one thing i like in the house is how when we wake up in the morning um you hear someone going feel it sons feel it (laughs) (laughs) that just pumps us up (laughs) yeah (laughs) it just pumps us up like gives us energy to start the day yeah so that's something really cool i'll tell you personally if i'm ever like having a I've, i've had a rough morning or like i didn't get up within the first five minutes of getting out of bed and i hear someone walk down and says feel it <laughs> I immediately jump out of bed and I forget about anything. Like I all right, I made had a bad morning, but now I'm back. Yeah. Immediately. It's like a you know, the boys have just got me back to where I needed to be. Yeah. And now we're walking down, we're going again. Walking downstairs, we're going again. Like that's yeah. like the value of community in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we've strived and worked so hard for throughout this journey mm-hmm. is having, you know, the four of us and the eight and hardcore uh, of you know, being such a tight knit group of being able to build on each other and, you know, really, you know, feed off each other's really positive and high energy vibes. Yeah. And like, just touching on that, like everything that we do at Hardcore Head Start and what we push is everything is by design. Yeah. So we don't just live in this house just because we're friends, you know, that's part of it. But the goal is like, if we live together in this house, then first it's the rent, the rent lowers, Right, which makes us a whole lot easier to get money in the game, build up our finances and all of that, all of that. But then because we're all working together with the same mission, 
That's mm. why we're living together. We don't want to bring in a, another random friend, mm. you know, because it's going to mess up the vibe in the house and the energy in the house. And yeah, it's, it's literally coming back to that community. Why we want to all work together mm. is because we're all like-minded and, you know, we're trying to achieve certain things and we can pump each other up. Yeah. So essentially it's just teamwork to build each other up, to make sure that we give each other um, good energy. Yeah. Like we always feed off each other's energy, like especially yeah. when it comes to like when we're working. Um, if I see you boys working, mm. I'm like, I want to work. Yeah, like I like we all feed off of each other's energy in that in that regard, and yeah. hence why we're so productive. Like we do so much throughout the day. If it comes to like cleaning, you know, working on hardcore hairstyle, working on our trades or investing, helping our clients, that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. It's like that we were talking about in the last podcast where if you you feel more productive in a library because you see it's that yeah. that one space is curated specifically for learning. Um, and for getting shit done yeah so like when you're in that zone and you feel that energy mm -hmm. and it makes you want to do that yeah and i feel like in in this house like yeah we, we have our own office in this house and we've curated it for that purpose as well 100 mm -hmm. like different areas of the houses for different purposes mm -hmm. yeah i think a, a lot of our content and a lot of our ideas right it's all about those little one percenters that help you get there make life easier and achieve your goals I think that something that I would find is like people would agree or well, that would be great if I could have a house, you know, full of like-minded people, but they would always say and go the negative route that, oh, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. I can't find, you know, but the difference that separates us from the pack is, no, we will do the work and we'll keep on doing it until we actually sort it out. And we actually do have a house, you know, a lot of, you know, hard work has gone into this and it took us a long while as well to get the house to where it is today made a lot of mistakes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the three of us are mentees of dylan the mentor like dylan didn't have a community that he just walked into he built one yeah like if that's not enough hey guys this is possible you know like we're all regular lads we're just regular you, people um, how did you like start building like how did you find those people I think it was just literally just trying to search, uh, the, you know, our immediate friends group to see who has potential, who can actually, you know, see if like they were aligned with this. So it's just like how we were like when, you know, when we all just first met. Yeah. So it was just like the simple message on Facebook when I saw you, you know, it seemed like you're positive having fun where everyone else on social media I could see, oh, it's fake. They're not being authentic and all of that. And I'm like, oh, he's a little bit different. Let's send Samir a message see if he likes what I'm talking about, see if he can align with that. If so, let's go. Mm. And you just keep on doing that, spread the word again and again and put it out there in the universe. And then slowly you start attracting people. You know, the, the crazy thing is you can feel energy of other people. Oh, yeah. Just but like, even if you're not seeing them in person, mm. just from their actions, it could be like what they message on uh, Facebook or Twitter or mm. like what they post. You can feel their energy. And you yeah. can feel if it's like authentic or not. I know. And right now, like going through the tough times and all of that, you can feel a lot of pain, a lot of pain in the world. So, yeah. And that com comes down to like one of our major goals and personally, as well as Argo Hezai's, our metric is to change the lives as many people as possible, help as many people as possible. And that's what, you know, a community does. You know, we're stronger in numbers. Mm. We have the ability to help more people if, you know, we're all, Positive, and that's where energy comes back to it. Like we feed off helping people. Mm. Like I, I, there's 
people hear it and they may think it's cliche, but it's literally the conversation that happens around the house at all times. Yeah. Like yeah. it is the main one. It's like, all right, you did this, this, and this, but how could you actually add more value to that specific person? It's never a conversation of what do we get? Yeah. It doesn't exist. So yeah, what's some some things that we do to provide value to everybody in the house here? Like what's some things? To each other? Yeah. Um, like one that I guess we don't speak about as well, this might throw a bit off, is we're always there for each other as well. Um, when it comes to anything that's going on in their personal life, like emotional or anything like that, like where where I would like to pride all of ourselves on like the emotional intelligence to be there for each other. Yeah. Like if they're going through something, um, to be able to really step up and not just be your bro, but to be like, you know, really, really close. Mm. One small thing we do is um with the dates, like if someone can't do their dates for the day, like, so we all have allocated dates. And if someone can't do their dates for the day, we come in and we do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our detail cleaning. Yeah. 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 So like we have like a whole list, like we've got it here on the, the table, but we've probably got like what, 20 tasks to complete in the week. Yeah. And some of them are literally per day. So like we will vacuum the whole house every single morning, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's all about that environment. We want to show we have high standards in this environment mm-hmm. and we feel like energy actually sinks into and seeps into the like literal physical environment. Mm-hmm. So that's why like, you know, if you go to a comedy store or something, you just feel a little bit happy and just want to smile. Mm-hmm. Even if someone hasn't even said a joke yet, mm-hmm. you know, if you go to a jail, it feels like so dark and depressing in that place. Yeah. So we're trying to breathe that like there's high standards um, and we are extraordinary and that energy is seeping into our walls. Yeah. 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 The feeling of having a clean home is unparalleled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I'm sure we'd all feel it here. And like for the other guys, it's like, imagine like when you were, especially younger, remember like being 16, 17, not understanding the fact that cleaning your room is important. Like, I'm not going to clean my room. It's my room. I'll be fine, et cetera, et cetera. And now, like, having a clean room, I understand the kind of the difference of, like, just my mindset in general, but how motivating it is and what a sense of accomplishment it is. Yeah. I think it's important to also talk about, like, what mistakes we've made of not keeping up this energy in in our environment. And I think one of them was, like, the most recent one, and, and the most recent one, like big one probably about two years ago when you went to bali and like i have to take full responsibility of that because you know i personally also wasn't at those standards like these last two years i've leveled up a lot um but like when you went to bali i didn't water the plants mm-hmm. you know like it's mm. it's those little things that when you come back you felt like oh fuck mm. i came back from a paradise to something else yeah the plants got a little murked but like that's it, it's one of it's it's those mistakes of okay we made that mistake and then now we realize that oh shit yeah. and you see a massive kind of like walking into dead plants you can see the difference yeah and like just environment and like that's not like you've, you've come from like this amazing almost heavenly like place yeah back mm. to like reality where and then that affects your energy mm-hmm. which then affects g's energy which then affects Dylan's energy, which affects my energy again. Yeah. That's so like, I'm hurting myself by not doing what I should be doing. Here's where I know why it was important. Like the only reason I um, realized it was important is when Dylan went to, remember when Dylan went to care Bali in Keysboro when we were living in Keysboro? Yeah. So it was like my job to look after the plants then. I fucked up. Like I murked <laughs> all the plants. I just didn't, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, all but... just, oh, shoot. I think I, it comes back down to like habits, man. Like 
over these last two, three years, we've really upped our game, like consciously mm. of getting, getting consistent good habits over time of mm. just cleaning the house, making sure our yeah. environment's good because we know how important that energy is. Mm. We need that energy to do what we want to what, like what we have to do every single day. And as investors and traders, man, that's huge. Mm. If you slack off as a trader, you're done. Yeah. So we can't allow that to yeah. happen. So he was like, how much did we suck at doing the deeds in the beginning? Oh, dude, like when I saw this, I'm like 25 different yeah. tasks. I'm like, I've never done this in my life <laughs> yeah. because I come from an environment back at home where everything was done for me. Yeah. And the messed up thing is like, God bless my mom because she would clean the house all the time. Mm. I didn't even feel bad that I was making her clean the house. Mm. Right? And poor mothers, like a lot of them, they don't want to show exactly how they're feeling on the inside. Yeah. They always want to put on a fake mm. facade mm. and they're actually hurting inside. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't even realize that as an adult. And I was like, when I left home, I was 23 when I left home. I was a 23-year-old and I still didn't realize as an adult how that was impacting my mom. Mm. And I didn't take ownership of that. Mm. So when I came here and I saw this, I was a little overwhelmed. I'm like, am I going to be able to do this? Now it's fucking easy. As a, I feel like as a uh, mother, Dylan spoke about this before, but it's, it must be a um, kind of shock to the system or a real scare when you when your child is about to move out and you know as a parent that they can barely look after themselves because they can't even clean their own shit because mm. you're looking after all their stuff for them. So it must be like one of those like really um, scary moments where. You, you know you understand that they can't really take care of their responsibilities you're worried what's going to happen to them and like i mean sam there's no stress now so it's like you're savage mm. but you know that must be really scary for a moment for mom and like a lot of kids out there um or 17 18 19 21 23 24 literally like your age is not dependent it's just yeah. whatever position you're in at the moment it's like, are you letting your parents do all the work for you yeah like yeah. are you actually self-aware enough to look at your position right now and understand where you're at because yeah. i mean i was in the exact same position at home like all my parents a lot of the, the cleaning and stuff around home mm. yeah. yeah so like on that note like if you're at, if you're still at home like it's probably a good idea to see if you can help your parents in any way yeah, yeah. do more work than your parents yeah yeah Give i remember the habit of always doing more yeah. i remember coming to the house and um like in, coming to the house and seeing you guys do all the deeds and shit and um this is the time i was living at home i would go back home and I will feel like so energetic that I will try to help my parents. Yeah, that's good. I remember one time, like, uh, there was like cracks in the wall and shit, like, because the paint was old. Right. So uh, I, me and my dad, we painted the whole wall, the whole <laughs> kitchen, the whole living room. So that that felt really good after I did that. Yeah. yeah. And your parents must have felt great too. Yeah. yeah. They felt so great. Yeah. Yeah. I think just to visualize, like, in environment and how important it is in, in terms of energy and all of that, the way I see it in my mind, it's like, if you have just a, a normal environment, it's like you're just walking, just like on a footpath. But if you have a great environment which supports you, mm. it's like you when you go to the airport and you got those little escalator things yeah. and yeah. you walk and you're just taking two meter steps <laughs> and you're yeah. going like cruising real fast. Yeah. But then if you have a really bad environment, it's like you're walking against that. Yeah. So, you, you know, and you're just stuck in that same position. You just can't get ahead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think like the, the bigger picture is with energy and, environment it's all about optimizing for the best life that you can mm. possibly have and everyone can have the best life you just need to yeah put in the work yeah with the like that was really like we're talking about cleaning the house with that one and we spoke about plants a little bit but mm. that's the next one on our list mm. and i think 
um, why I think plants are important. Like we buy plants that, you know, uh, purify the oxygen and, and, and that kind of stuff. But I think a main point or a main selling point that Dylan told me was how it's atoned to like the uh, Kaizen philosophy of growing a plant slowly over time, making sure you give it exactly what it needs as it's going to grow, whatever kind of lifespan it has forever eventually, well, potentially, um, you know, watering with what it needs, adding progressively understanding where the tweak and, you know, everything like that mm. um, when it comes to minerals, water, sunlight, etc. That's kind of how important a plant can be. And if you can't take care of a plant, how on earth do you think you can become some form of, the best version of yourself if you don't take care of yourself yeah yeah exactly so i think people look at small things like plants and like oh that's not important but as we've said many times in the podcast it's the small details that you have to get right before you can actually make the big change yeah Yeah. i think as well like for us it's like kind of on the subconscious whereas like we're building something with like hardcore head start and we're going towards this vision of us helping as many people as possible so it's like we're growing we're growing something Mm. And it's like a good visual representation of that mm. on the small scale. Hey, we're, mm. we're growing this little thing. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, I think um, the energy that just greenery inside of a, uh, what would you say? That's like a concrete white, box, yeah, a concrete <laughs> box, a timber <laughs> box, right? Just greenery inside just livens you up. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, as humans, we've, you know, evolved to live among the bushes, live among the, mm-hmm. the, the, live among nature right and then mm, yeah. it's changed like bring it back recently, inside, right yeah. it's changed we've just had houses recently and yeah and, and i think maybe girls or females are more in tune with nature and stuff mm. rather than men like us as twin you know in our 20s people think we're we're wild like other men when they come to our house like why do you guys have so many plants plants yeah. <laughs> and clean the house plants are nice man. <laughs> for us like we don't give ourselves sometimes enough. Well, actually, it's like relative to the normal twenty-year-old, for us to have a clean house, it's crazy. I agree. Is like, especially dudes. Like, yeah, but, especially yeah. dudes. Apparently, yeah. they're just dirty as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like now we've had the benefit of having this in our lives for so long, but it's like, fire! This shit's easy. Like, this makes yeah. sense. This is like a stepping stone to doing anything good in your life. Yeah, I think, um, like when you go back to Bali, you you've inspired us to really discover Bali as well. Like you discovered it first on your own um, and you just felt this energy mm. about that environment and you want to bring back that energy yep. as much as you can to the dojo, right? Mm. Because that changed you as a person. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty much what we're doing with plants. Like yeah, I went there to Bali and I just didn't want to leave <laughs> because it was just such high energy. And, you know, we were talking about it on the last podcast when you were trying to like post something on Instagram and you're procrastinating for like two oh, it's hours. so hard to do. Right? Yeah. There, you would just do it in like 10 minutes because you're in that you environment. Enjoy, you just yeah. feel like doing shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On, that, on that note though, um, with the plants, how you were saying like there will be problems with the plants and shit. I recently been having a lot of flies with the plants. Oh, wow. I got a solution for that. Tennis <laughs> 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 racket. What what is the? It's overwatering. Isn't it's it? overwatering. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to outside, but that was so annoying. But it's like it's like those little problems that like if you mm. don't solve it, yeah, like how can you run yeah. a business? How can you look yeah. after yourself? Yeah, yeah. if Absolutely. you think about it, you're just creating life. Change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You don't see creating life. You see my big one upstairs. Have you boys seen the mushrooms? <laughs> you got mushrooms, mushrooms in your room? Huh? You got mushrooms? Dude, going? I got magic mushrooms in my plants. Yeah. It's interesting. It's not <laughs> actual magic mushrooms, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. I see I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're a little ripper yellowies, but I'm getting rid of them at the moment. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's like anyway, fungus, That's yeah. cool, man. Huh? Is it like fungus? Yeah. Mushrooms are a fun, fun yeah. guy. Yeah. But something that I've noticed about in terms of like providing value to us is like what I've noticed with G, we'll, he will always like make a little Godzilla every single day. Like give us something. Like mm-hmm. you're always providing something. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we're, if we're living together in the same house, you always want to add more value, you know, rather than the person that takes more than they receive. Yeah. Because then you always, you know, you feel like passive aggressive towards that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be like that person that's always taking so i think like something like what not to do is um you know like think as as small as like literally if you come home from work and you're living with roommates or at home with the family if you come home like all like with your shoulders all slouched over Mm. you know and your body language all looks like it sucks and you're sighing like oh it was a tough day at work and oh you know it's too hard and you know i hate my job and all of that you're just spreading negativity to yeah. everybody around you. Um, you know, when you when you walk in, you got to do the opposite of that. Mm, you know, shoulders yeah. back, head up high, like Jordan Peterson says, yeah. and provide value. Man, it was a tough day, but I'm one, one step closer to achieving my goals. Yeah, uh, people do that in work. Mm. Like they'll come yeah. to work and be like, "Oh, oh that's the worst, <laughs> yeah," and then it just ruins your your energy for the whole day. A little ex- around, a huh? little example I had was like, yeah, even at work, but at home as well. When I go back to home after work, or something, and I had a bad day, I'll go home in like a bad mood. I'll kind of be like, you know, a bit angry mm. and all that. Yeah, and my and you know, my poor parents, like, <laughs> you know, they'll they'll cop a bit of like anger here and there. Um, and I will like think it's their fault. I'll be like, oh, why are you like you know, annoying me? But like once I made the switch, I realized it was my fault. Oh yeah, mm. it, it was how it was how I set the environment. Yeah. Mm. Like I walked in like all angry, and I walked in all like you know, yeah. sad and shit. I feel like you are a mirror, right? So you just like people bounce off of you, right? Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you're putting out good energy, you get good energy back. Yeah, yeah. So instead, if I had walked in like you know. Well, now when I go home, like to visit my parents, I walk in all happy. I'm yeah. like, mom and dad, how are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with a big smile on my face. They they provide me the same energy. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Talking about the workplace, like something that I'd always like to do is, you know, everybody has their set tasks. Yeah. And even if you're like the leader and you're the manager, I would always give, you know, the manager the most, like absorb, yeah. take on the most responsibility. <laughs> but then to the people that are lower than you, go when your friend like say, hey, what can I do for you? What can I help you? Like, and then take some of their tasks. So you're always providing more value. Yeah. And then it just makes everybody feel good because normally most workplaces, they feel like the manager just sits on the computer and does hardly anything. One yeah. thing that I loved about um, your Nando story from the past podcast was like how you would, um, when you would go to work, you would try to finish all the work before the other staff come in. Oh, yeah. It's like, I've tried implementing that more at work now. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, pumped me up. <laughs> I, worked, I worked in a very, very high stress environment before I left. Um, and one thing I would do is, like, to kind of offset the high stress was to literally just be like, oh, any problem in the world, we can fix it. Yeah. Mm. Whatever the problem is, don't stress about it. Yeah. Don't stress about it. Like, because, like, inherently, obviously, I don't know the answer. How am I going to fix a problem? 
but no one knows the answer right now. We have to work it out. Yeah. So we already, we all know as investors and traders, being an emotional and trying to think of an answer, you're just simply not going to get there. Yeah. You know, you're not be able to do your best thinking. So I've tr- always tried to be that like, oh, it's just relax. It's all good. We're going to be all right. Yeah. You know, like a, a crazy thing that I do whenever I'm faced with like a problem, like that, I'm just like, no, this, we're just living in a simulation. Who cares? Like it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. you know? Dude, Jake pulls a box and we're in a simulation. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> man? Like, it's not that serious. Yeah. No, I do. Yeah, yeah. I, I do the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it works. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Gosh. People, and we're going to get into it later, but perspective, but people have obviously their own ideas of like what, the worst thing ever to happen to them is mm. and it's it's just not that bad <laughs> a similar thing i do this is a lot more darker but like i just recognize that i'm gonna die and then, wow yeah dark <laughs> dark turn but like <laughs> i, I recognize that dark, and then in the future like no one's gonna like you know remember what you do so like yeah. you might as well provide good energy do whatever the hell you want yeah. yeah but that's actually gives you a lot of energy yeah if you really think about with the end in mind yeah you know, whatever your beliefs are, but if, you know, if you believe that we're, we're, there's only a finite amount of time yeah. in this existence, yeah, then you start to respect time itself yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. and you're like, oh damn, I value this. I'm going to make the most of my life and yeah. do something. So what's the point of like, you know, staying in a ship mood all day? Oh yeah. You're literally just wasting your time. Yeah. yeah for sure. Man. Oh, yeah. Just quickly touching on the deeds, what we'll do is we'll chuck it on the screen so everybody can yeah. see. And then we'll figure out a way to link them so they can download their own copy. Yeah. And they might want to think about implementing it in their house. Yeah. We've found personally, like some of the people that we mentor, we t- and they're still living at home, we always say, you know, start doing this for your parents and all of that because it really helps you because then they're going to respect you more. Mm-hmm. They're going to trust you more. They're not going to, you know, have solutions for you anymore. They're going to trust you as a human, as an adult. Mm-hmm. So you get to run your own life and you gain control back. Yeah, you see a lot of 20 or whatever age, but if you're living at home and your parents are paying for anything or looking after anything for you, you're like, you're not your own person yet. So there's always going to be a little bit of like lack of respect because you can't actually take care of yourself. So once you you really take ownership of being, you know, you, you know, you gain a little bit of respect and then you can start having better conversations. You can um, start doing a lot of better things. That was a massive thing for me, actually. Same with me. Yeah, like when when I moved out, um, my parents didn't think I was ready. I didn't even have a job when I moved out. I figured it out, you know. But yeah, they were like really worried because they did everything for me. Um, But yeah, just putting yourself in that situation of proving to your parents that yes, you can do it Mm. on your own. Is that like a curry parent thing? Because I have the exact same thing. I think think it's every parent, man. Every parent, yeah. yeah. I think it's every parent. I have the exact same thing. Like my parents were so worried that I wasn't ready. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I moved that fresh, like, yeah, what was I? Just turned 18 or something. So right? ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Fresh 18. But Dad I, was throwing I, shit in the windows, like, nah, say you later, boys. <laughs> <laughs> White parents, please get up. <laughs> I think other things, like, not to do in terms of, like, if you're living with someone, like, we have our goals. If we're doing anything that's, you know, stopping that, mm. like, say, if we just jumped on. Um, I don't know, and like got the beers out at 10 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know it sounds crazy, but like my first house when I moved out of home, I didn't have this community. I had to live at a frat house. Yes. No joke, right? That's the only <laughs> thing I could afford. 
<laughs> there were beers out at 10 a.m. every day. Oh and, you know, I, I didn't drink or anything, but it's just like, how how can I be successful when you're surrounded by all these uh, different <laughs> type of boys, you know? There's a saying, I'm not sure if you heard this one, but it's five o'clock somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you would have heard that one yeah. living in that front house. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like a work small talk. Oh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> 10 a.m. is a bit early, boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a good point. But like, again exactly to that point like be the leader in that situation if you can mm. so like in that situation you realized oh how am i going to be successful in an environment that only promotes having fun yeah um and slacking off then you w- just- were you were you good friends with them or like was it just a oh, i knew one of the guys yeah so he helped me out but we were like childhood friends so oh, i never yeah. had seen him in like 10 years yeah yeah so like even though you guys were childhood friends you decided to leave yeah had to man how to and then start start building this from scratch. Mm. Well, I want to curate, curate our own environment. I I remember a really cool story that you said when you first moved to the first dojo, mm. and you're like you had nothing. You had like just a futon or something. No, not even a bed, not even a mattress. I just so you were sleeping on the bag. floor, right? Yeah, sleeping bag. You were sleeping on, on with a sleeping bag, mm. and then you were like, oh, "I'm gonna work really hard." And I'm going to gradually buy my furniture yeah. and make my room, make yeah, my energy. I did not know that. Yeah, that was, that, that would have like filled you up with so much energy because mm. you've put in that work and you yeah. can see a change around you. Yeah. That's huge, man. That, that, that had a big impact on me. I remember my first, uh, like when I moved into the dojo, uh, the original one, we can probably put photos up as well. Uh, but it literally was a, a garage, like a garage, like a shed, like our, our cooktop was literally where you're supposed to saw timber. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They had the, what was it called? The wrench thing? The uh, vice. Yeah, the vice. To like- they had a vice on the side of the stove. <laughs> That's not a joke. That's being 100% serious. That's what you cooked? Huh? Is yeah. that what you cooked? It was It was like, if you've ever seen anyone's like, uh, tradies like wood shed, like yeah. where he stores all his tools. Yeah. Imagine like there's no tools, it's just a stove. Dude. Yeah. That's where we lived. So I moved in there first by myself. Doc then eventually came in when he turned 18. But when I first moved in, I had nothing to my name at all. I remember my very first purchase was a set of cutlery from Kogan. It was like these blue plastic uh, cutlery. And it was just, you know, it looked terrible. But like, that was my main thing. That's all I had and a sleeping bag and a few clothes items. I was starting from scratch. So I slowly then I built by the mattress it was just like a single bed mattress and I had that for years, man. God, Tell you one thing that gives you energy um, personally is back from way back in those days is like watching, like people don't really understand, but like when we were doing Ikea, all the Ikea runs, how impactful seeing like his face was because of like how, like I'm not sure, you, we haven't spoken about that ever before, mm. but in my head, it felt like it was a really, really big moment every time we'd go and buy something. Mm. It's like when we filled, bought all the desks, when we bought the tables, when we bought the chairs, when we filled out the room, when we put the posters on the walls, when we went and bought the first bunk bed, when we bought the couch. Like personally, I saw in your eyes that that was a really <laughs> important moment every single time um, just because like of where it actually came from. Mm. So like that kind of stuff, like seeing another thing about community is like seeing your friends do well and do better. Yeah. 
Like it's far yeah. out. Remember motivating. for you two boys, we bought that little black desk. Dude, oh, we had yeah. a little black <laughs> one in the corner. <laughs> we were so pumped at that as dude, well. Dude. <laughs> we were like, fuck yeah. Dude, that's an 80, <laughs> we're buck, starting something that's an 80 buck table that yeah. you could have put your yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. fist through if you accidentally lent on it too hard. <laughs> yeah. It's but crazy it was, how we came, how I remember coming to that old dojo, like mm. the first one. And it's, it's crazy how I could, I, I'm thinking back now and it's like, it's crazy I could come into such such a small space mm. and feel so pumped up. Dude, oh, yeah. the old dojo where you lived is literally the size of this. Literally. Yeah. Literally, this. yeah. It's probably smaller. Smaller, smaller than this, yeah. Smaller. Like it's smaller than our podcast setup. Yeah. Like it's crazy that I could come into such a small space and feel so pumped up. Dude, yeah. I feel like we both got architecture, goddamn degrees, degrees. trying to fit everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, something that we used to do to like liven up that place because, you know, it was constant hard work. So that energy was absorbing into the walls like we were talking about before. Desks everywhere. You know, it's all about work. And then we put our idols up. Yeah. You know, we still got them there. We've got Steve Jobs, Warren Buffett. We've got Conor McGregor and they're staring at us, you know, and it's just, it's feeding into that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. What, we don't talk about this enough, but like, we, we actually call this house home. We call it a business mm. because hard, like this house is also hardcore head start. This is a business. We run it like a business from the deets, like to everything we do. We run it like a business because we have that in mind of building and growing everything we do. Yeah. So if we treated this like an average suburban home, we wouldn't be in the position we are today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's kind of like our bedrooms are like our home where we can relax. Yeah. But out of our bedrooms, where if someone else can see you, you don't want to be relaxing all day. Like imagine someone's just flipping up here, just putting the TV on mm. and, you know, and just relaxing. Yeah. That's adding no value to us. Yeah. You know, that's tempting us to relax. It's making it okay mm. to relax in a working environment. Yeah. And then that ties into the other podcast. Now we have to use willpower to like yeah. avoid doing that yeah. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. making it harder absolutely yeah, yeah. Man. your willpower runs low yeah you know what happens yeah. <laughs> and i think one of the like physical physical things that gave me energy from the last one and we talked about it before was the godzillas yeah. like when i first came into the old dojo like from your po- i saw your your posts on facebook and how well you were doing as a trader and i came into your dojo i'm like huh this looks a little sketchy. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> tiny. It's like, oh, I thought yeah. you would have like a house or something. But then you gave me the fucking Godzilla. Mm. Pumped me up with energy. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, just for yeah. this alone, I'm coming back again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so far we're talking about like things that aren't really tangible, you know. Yeah. That is, but we find that some people, they're just literally lacking nutrients mm. in their body. <laughs> so what we do is we make this thing called the Godzilla juice. Kind of looks like if you literally got Godzilla and blended him in a blender. It I'm looks glad like you it. went with that analogy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's how it came about. That's our trademark name. No one yeah. else has Godzilla juice. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because, well, the way we got it was actually from Joe Rogan. No, no, no. No. We made it up. <laughs> it's ours, man. <laughs> no, Have TM. you seen Joe Rogan's one? No. He calls it the Hulk jizz. It's Hulk like a, jizz. It's a green, like thick. Yeah. Thick, like all vegetables and ginger and Wait, garlic. Wait, did you say Hulk juice? Hulk juice. Hulk jizz. jizz. I thought it was from, um, <laughs> I've seen a similar thing as well. I thought, actually, I didn't know it was Joe. I thought it was from um, Kimbo Slice. You guys remember his shake? You guys remember that? Oh, dude. It was like a similar thing. Yeah. It's just 
insane. But I remember Joe Rogan saying like, and he was topless and shredded, right? He would drink this juice. He's got so much ginger and shit. And then he's like, takes a sip of it. It, it was so powerful. It made him take a knee. <laughs> the ground he's jacked dude he's just like oh. it's like someone knocked him out <laughs> like oh shit we need that in man. our life <laughs> i've never heard of that how do we get some of that good shit yeah. <laughs> but it makes a difference so our mindset is you know as long as we get this godzilla in it's like that should cover most of our micronutrients and yeah. minerals and all of that mm. so we actually have know what it takes in our body to be high energy yeah. you know physically speaking should yeah. we explain what's in the godzilla yeah yeah so it's like so we got berries um orange juice Maybe sometimes <laughs> coconut. What are you guys laughing? Because whenever we're, G does yeah. it, it sucks. Well, <laughs> your ratios are so dude, off. We're laughing at G because honestly, G, your, your recipe's <laughs> fucked, man. Dude, the one you made this morning. <laughs> it was so Bad. I honestly uh, like mine is still up on the bench. I have not drank it. I have to go make myself a new Godzilla because whatever you did to that shit. Gee, no offense, man, but you know, like when you receive a gift on Christmas from your parents and you just don't even hate it, uh, you don't even like yeah. it. Yeah, like dude, I can see you trying to provide value and all of that. <laughs> Mate, what's this? Have you seen that kid meme? It's like they get a fucking little present, it's an avocado, and the kid goes, it's an avocado, <laughs> and he's just like. Fuck I do with this shit. <laughs> but, go, go ahead, G. What are yeah, the ingredients? <laughs> so whatever G says, is tweak your own recipe a little bit. Huh? It's just, but essentially, it's orange juice, coconut water, uh, mixed berries, uh, and then that's kind of the um, main. Mango. And then you decide. Put in some mango in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's best you, with like frozen mango and frozen banana. I think because I put a, a put fresh like banana. Yeah, <laughs> we started off with just those three things. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Just yeah. berries, juice, coconut water. And yeah. then over time, we've added mango, banana, kiwi fruit, um, <laughs> kiwi fruit pineapple, watermelon, watermelon, Fuck, just yeah. everything. Watermelon. Yeah. But yeah, it actually tastes good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for it sure. It tastes real good. And you don't even need to put sugar in it. It's just yeah. like, it's just yeah. sweet. Yeah. So like- Goodness. The good thing as well is like we, lately actually, we have a Godzilla like pretty much, Every day. unless everyone's in a meeting, like we have it together. Yeah. As well. Like we're all at the kitchen bench. We have a Godzilla. So like make yourself a Godzilla. We usually have it after a run, like in the morning in between like nine to 12. So have a Godzilla. You have a Godzilla with us as well. Should, we, should we recommend a Godzilla break? Maybe pause the video and then make a Godzilla and then come <laughs> yeah. back and watch the rest. <laughs> Good pause point. It. <laughs> yeah, it sounds silly, but I reckon if people at home and they're living at home with their parents, if they actually made a Godzilla every day for the whole family, yeah, they will oh, notice yeah. a major improvement. Yeah. Mm. People will be more positive. People's energy will be higher mm -hmm. and all mm. that. It's going to be and less it's definitely, it's definitely not like a short-term improvement, but like it's like a mm. medium-term. Yeah, mm. like, sure. Mm. And it ties in really well. Like it's, it, Godzilla tastes the best after you've just done exercise or like after oh, you've done sure. like strenuous physical yeah. activity. Mm. Like we would all go on like these like long-ass jogs um, and then we'd come home really exhausted and tired and then we have the godzilla and we're like fuck boys let's go boys that's like our let's go boys that's our replenisher right yeah. so we have that and then like we have a godzilla like every day to our baseline but, levels yeah it's like a popeye popeye with the spinach we're just it's <laughs> us with the godzilla <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so um, that leads into this one that's exercise right? exercise man like that that's another thing that gives you high energy um mm. for me it's 
definitely like lifting heavy weights. Like it sounds like, oh, wouldn't that make you tired? Mm. Nah, that shit wakes me up, man. Like when you're on the verge of death, <laughs> lifting heavy shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, that shit wakes you up, yeah. man. Yeah. She, she gives me more confidence, belief in myself. Yeah. It's like expanding that willpower battery of what we're speaking. That gives me more energy, gives me more, you know, far out. You really are the person you're playing, you're trying to become, Yeah. you know, and that gives me energy. Yeah. Yeah. So like exercise for me has actually been something only, I'd say recently, like I've always naturally been like playing sports or doing something. But for the last couple of years, I've been kind of like do a little bit here and then just relying on natural talent. Mm-hmm. Um, and natural athleticism and ridiculous metabolism. So um, for the last probably couple of months, it's something I've actually had to work at, mm-hmm. uh, work at is. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been mm-hmm. enjoyable. Yeah. I felt like fun. I've been lifting weights for almost, since I was 17, nah, almost 10 years now, right? I'm not going to do Give it. Us a little <laughs> one. I'm not doing Come it. On. The audience wants one. They, you know they do. Let's go. And like, probably for like the first four years of lifting, I just wasn't doing it. I wasn't present in the moment. Mm. Um, and I feel like being present in the moment, knowing that, oh yeah, I'm about to lift this really heavy ass thing and it's going to send blood pumping through my muscles and it's going to give me this good feeling. Now that I do that consciously, it gives me even more energy. I don't feel tired after because like I, I did it. Like I, I made, I put my mind to it, and I lifted this heavy ass thing, and I put it down, and I did it again. That gives me energy. Let's go, Sam. Yeah. Let's go. And it's probably energy in like two forms. It's like the immediate energy in terms of the feel good endorphins. You know, so when you gain that blood flowing and all of that, if you're running or doing working out in the gym whatever it is, you're getting that immediate energy, mm. but then it's the other energy, which is the confidence energy. Mm. Like you see yourself in a different light. You see yourself as strong. Yeah. You see yourself as more powerful. You see yourself progressing. And that's like similar to the plants. Mm-hmm. We're seeing them grow. You're mm. seeing yourself grow physically. Yeah. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Mm. Anything um, else on that one? That's pretty much it for the, the exercise yeah just heavy weights and running long distances cycling with you or cycling with you boys is fun yeah like that pumps me up a lot yeah and you recently got like a new bike oh yeah we've got the new bike yeah like that's giving you so much energy you're like yeah. boys let's fucking go for a ride <laughs> i can see it. you're itching to go yeah, for a ride i want to go right now <laughs> look at all these boys quads right <laughs> these two just got the most juiced up bikes <laughs> <laughs> yesterday right i don't know how we're gonna keep up with you yesterday's just riding zoom <laughs> literally disappearing into the distance me and Dude. g are like ah, so so dylan got a small bike and I like rid, like I rode his bike, and I look so out of place. Look, you look have like. You, a, have you seen those bears that ride? Yeah. Those <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same thing. It's exactly what you look like. Dude, you like, dude, you don't look like a cyclist because <laughs> you're V spread like that. <laughs> the lats are spreading out. <laughs> Who does a lat spread on a bus? <laughs> Dude, I'm out here with my Kmart bike trying to race you guys. <laughs> uh, but like being outside, obviously we get that good old vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Getting something sun, about man. having the sun. Like this morning, I think today it's going to rain, mm. but this morning was the sun was beautiful. Yeah. Mm. I opened the garage and I was working out. Like when I work out with the garage doors down, it feels dark. If I feel mm. weak, I feel mm. not motivated. When the door's up, yeah. everyone like I don't care who's looking at me. 
while yeah. working out. Yeah, you mm. feel like doing more. Dude, I feel like doing more, yeah. man. Mm. Uh, when the sun hits my face, oh, hits yeah. my body, mm. the skin, it just feels different, man. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've, I've definitely noticed something we've all spoken about in the house as well is like how motivated we are in summer in comparison to winter. Oh, mm. yeah. Like we get a lot of work done in summer. Yeah. Mm. Relative. Yeah. So that's, I mean, a lot of rich people never deal with winter. Yeah, they're always yeah. traveling, right? You know, and I think that's some of our plans. Yeah, absolutely. That is yeah. something we strive to. And yeah. in the next couple of years, that's something we're going to be looking to of, you know, moving in between countries and yeah. places to make sure that we're only in the summer, yeah, the highest yeah. motivation point of all time. Dude, yeah. I was, um, I was in Sydney one time and I was like, I visited my sister and then I was going to the airport. So I was alone and I was just eating um lunch at a, at a cafe. Mm-hmm. And this group of old people just came up to me and they're like, oh, can we sit down next to you? And I'm like, okay, go ahead. And they sat down next to me. Man, these people were like 80, 90 years old. Mm. And they were like the happiest people ever. Oh, yeah. They were so happy. I was like, what's going on? Like, why are you guys so happy? <laughs> now, one of the old guys was like, oh. I just moved, tra- travel to the places where there's like all the sun and like there's mm. all this like, you know, amazing weather. Like wow. he, he just came back from Spain and shit. Oof. He was like 85 and he was like, like chilling and he was like fucking looked healthy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, I want to be like that yeah, <laughs> when yeah. I'm 85. Mm. That's good <laughs> that's, shit, man. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, that's that's... And yeah, maybe more practically speaking for me personally, I feel like like in the summer, I need at least 30 minutes of sun a day. Oh, for sure. Like just at 30 minutes minimum. Otherwise, the next day, I just won't feel that good. I'll feel low energy. And then in the winter, I reckon I need at least a whole entire hour outside in the sun. Yeah. 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 When we were, Remember when Keysbury used to go to the beach? Oh, yeah. Man, for a lot of people, that would look like relatively like a waste of time. Oh, there's so much like motivation I got from that. Yeah. Mm. Just being with the boys, community. And then in the sun, like kicking the ball, like it was. I think being in the sun in. and then also being in the water, mm. like beach, mm. that. Oh yeah. Or like being at the edge of a cliff and you can see the water in the beach. And yeah. Do you yeah. boys have any tips for if it's like a dark and gloomy day there? If it's dark Still get some exercise. Day. Go for a run in the rain. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's good. hard to oh, stay. Yeah. It's, it's hard to one. stay high energy, but. Yeah. I reckon put on your top five heroes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to those guys. That will give you energy. Yeah. I think um, one thing, yeah, like go for a bike ride or run in the rain. Yeah. Like oh, that yeah. shit. That, that'll pump you up. You want to talk about that? We just, you just did yeah. your first one recently, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the Johnny Boy podcast. Yeah. I was, we were both were so motivated and we saw the rain like pouring down. Mm. And we're like, fuck it, let's go for a 4K run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. G hasn't done the, like the pouring down, looking at the rain and going, I want to go for a yeah, run. Yeah, because I used to see that the rain. The first like, time oh, I'm feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, let's go. But I remember even when we did the bike as well, actually. Mm. Like, we used to, like, um, there were so many days it was raining. Yeah. And we were like, oh, yeah, it. let's keep going. When everyone is inside staying warm and cozy, we were yeah. out there riding our bikes. And it's just a huge psychological boost. <laughs> Dude, and we'll, and we'll like, come back with, like, mud yeah. on our backs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, just get, like, if it's doomy, let the blood flow on, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like, if you're in an area where there's like not enough sun, mm. don't complain, man. Mm. Like, I know it's going to be way harder to mm. feel high energy because you're always around a gloomy environment. Yeah. But make the most out of it. Yeah. yeah move. I think, yeah. I mean, like, work hard, start to move, like, work on moving. Yeah. You know? 
I think with all of these as well, as if you really are in tune with your body and who you are and have that strong self-awareness. So, you know, most of the time when people are talking about self-awareness, it's always like Gary Vee, like, hey, yeah, what you, are you, know, you know, can you, are you self-aware to be a basketball player or whatever? You know, we have the joke that, mate, you're four foot. <laughs> three um, foot. Yeah, three foot, whatever it is. <laughs> um, so they were talking about self-awareness in that light. But it's also self-awareness in, t- in terms of like, hey, maybe I need some more oxygen and, uh, you know, and get outside and just feel that fresh air. Hey, yeah. maybe I need to get some Godzilla in, you know, having that self-awareness and slowly over time, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, what am I missing? Am I missing sun? And then, yeah, just constantly adapt. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Just really comprehensive relative to you yourself. Like the boys here may need less sun or more sun than I do. Mm. So it's like, if Dylan needs half an hour in the summer, I may need an hour, right? These yeah. boys here, they may yeah, need an hour heaps, and a half. Bro. Me and you. <laughs> we need heaps. We need to go to Bali ASAP. Bro. <laughs> we need to live under a sun. <laughs> yeah. Um, Next one's relaxing, boys. Oh, mate. Relaxing. <laughs> See, there, there's two things to that, right? Because if yeah. you relax then you give permission to fuck off and just do whatever you want, right? Yeah. But then relaxing is also there when you've worked hard and you need to relax in order to recharge. Yeah. Again, we were talking about willpower, right? How it's a battery and you deplete your battery over the course of a day. Yeah. But then you need relaxation, things like sleep, mm. and then going back to your zone to center yourself to recharge your battery. Maybe it's not relaxing, it's restoration. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's a better word. Yeah. It's a better restoration, word. yeah. 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 Um, so like what, what kind of things like physical things can people do to, to restore themselves? I've a weird one. I don't know if like, it's not weird, but I know it works for me now. Um, I'm always thinking if that makes sense of like similar to, I think we have spoken about it before, not to like Elon Musk's level, obviously, but like trying to like just solve problems like, okay, this, then this, then this, and this, trying to view or just trying to review our day, like what went right, what went wrong, trying to review conversations, everything like that. Um, one, the only thing I found that really helps me switch from that entirely is just con- uh, consumption of fiction. Mm. Yeah, that's, not yeah, that's a good one. So before I go to bed, I'll watch a, like a fiction movie. And, um, sometimes I, just, I watch documentaries in the right frame of mind. I'll get that in, you know, and I love it. But if I'm spacey and I need some restoration and just, you know, zone out a little bit, yeah. you know, I just, uh, you know, consume something that means nothing. You know, something that just helps my imagination, my creativity come back because that helps me restore. Yeah, that's I, a good one. That's, that's, that's work for me. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. What about you, for you guys? Well, I have, I try to practice gratitude mm-hmm. at least once a day. Like mm-hmm. I consciously practice it. And when I'm practicing it, like everything's switched off. Like I'm unplugged for, I don't know, however long. Um, however long I feel like as well. Mm-hmm. However long I need to. So that's one thing that's really helped. So you're, you're forcing yourself to unplug and be present, forcing yourself to kind of put things into perspective, how good you have it mm-hmm. versus other people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing that I like to do is um, I like to put on binaural beats. Like I was talking about in the last one mm-hmm. and I will just lie on my bed and do nothing. I'll just stare at the ceiling mm-hmm. and, and just like zone out. Mm-hmm. That's how I do it. Like it, it's, I'm not consuming any information. I'm not doing anything. I'm just recentering myself. That's it. You boys are into your music as well. Do you find is music I one love of those things? Music, yeah. Music really gets me going as well. Yeah. 
yeah 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 similar um i like to uh, yeah i like to do a few things so if i'm really like stressed out like i like to open up like a notes page and just write down what's bothering me because obviously i can't think properly so i just like to write down what's bothering me and then like you know read it over again so i can like correct it if it needs to be corrected that's one thing is that thing. what you call self-authoring no no self-authoring is actually jordan peterson's it's similar actually so what that's actually jordan peterson's uh he's got like this thing where you can write about your past and your future and your present and um it's essentially that you write an autobiography by yourself about yourself yeah so you can understand yourself better so you can make decisions based on that right in the future right so that's one thing that i do but another thing i do is just um if i'm overthinking a lot or like if i'm very stressed out like i just like to open up a notes page and just write it out mm. um something else i do I like to do is i like to go for a walk mm, that's, a good that's a good one going for a walk um like especially if the sun's out again like um just going for a walk is nice mm. when my partner's here we'll go for a walk yeah and um yeah another thing is like if i want to treat myself i get like i put in a fiction movie and then I um get some Uber Eats or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah nice Uber Eats is a good one actually as well. Yeah, mm. like just 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 pig out in like one night or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's good. What about you? You're you're the I'd say the most intense because you'll do the highest like critical thinking of all of us. So your brain. Would oh, be... we'll we'll talk about. Oh yeah, we'll talk about the like actual thinking stuff later. But like okay. maybe in terms of relaxing for me, like an actual proper. Like a, what I mean, like a real recovery run. Like actually, the joke <laughs> is like whenever we say this guy, whenever we say we go for a recovery run, it's always turns into like at least a seven k sprint. Hey, 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 hey. when you say we, I go for a recovery run by myself, just uh, fine. Thank you, yeah. dude. I hate it so much, man. Like I push myself on the on the run that we do. And these guys like, oh, let's go for a recovery run. We the other day. Yeah. We, well, just before we went for our seven k, a couple of days before, we went for a four k. We told G we'll go for like a what do we say, a two or a three. We went for a two or a three. We're jogging it. We got four done, and we're like, hey, G, let's go for a recovery run. Yeah, we did another. I was dead by then. Yeah, he was done. We did another. We did another two, three k. Pushed to his limits every time. It's good though, dude. It's good because I feel really good after. Like I know I feel good after, but yeah. like I just hate the process. Yeah. <laughs> G came up to me the other day. He goes, "Thank you, but fuck you." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, that's probably the right feeling." <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. What I was saying was like an actual proper recovery run. Yeah. Like actually just going slow, being in the moment and just yeah. actually enjoying it. Yeah. So sometimes I like to actually it's like not put in a book for once or not put in a podcast for once. Like yeah. put music in, just enjoy mm-hmm. the music. Or sometimes just have nothing and just enjoy yeah. the sounds of like what's happening in, in like in enjoy the, world. the moment. Yeah, just yeah. Enjoy Mike Tyson the talks nice about and slow. That. Yeah. It was like sometimes I would literally just don't put anything on and I just want to hear like what I'm stepping on as mm. I'm running. I just want to yeah. see the the trees as i run by yeah. things like that mm-hmm. a good little trick actually is something jay shetty um recommended is like when you brush your teeth in the morning like just hear the bristles on your teeth mm-hmm. just listen to it like instead of thinking about like what you're doing throughout the day just like listen mm-hmm. to the bristles yeah. right it's like a little form of meditation yeah that's one thing i, I did forget to say is like actually just slowing down mm-hmm. like that kaizen mindset again of like mm-hmm. doing everything properly and and really 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 slow down and be present mm. that's one thing that's very relaxing yeah. it's like there's no kind of for a lot of times people put like certain 
I've got this amount of time to do it. I've got to rush through it. Yeah. I've got to go and get it done, which, you know, is obviously very stressful and all that kind of stuff. I, I, yeah. So, you know, just taking all the, I can't remember what the word is there, but kind of, it's not bias, but it's like mm. taking all the, I have to get it right away from it, whatever the fuck that word is there and just doing it. I just had a funny memory just then because I was looking I know, at because I thought you were laughing at me. No, I wasn't laughing at you. <laughs> Sorry. Just getting roasted. Um, so there's the thing there, helping others. So like you know, when you're helping more people, you feel good about it. So there's that that saying that you know if you're feeling down, go and do something for someone else, yeah. and you actually feel good in return. Mm. So like one funny thing that me and Doc did once was <laughs> we had a guy from Nando's who was struggling. Right, he was really struggling financially. And me and Doc were transitioning out of Nando, so we're like, we're cruising by that stage. Are we going to say this? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's good. So what we did it's was, story, we know our mate. Uh, he was at work, he had a hard shift, and we had just finished, finished work. We don't have to go anymore. So what we did was, the plan was, we go to his, his house, we break in, <laughs> right? And he had a really bad bed. Like he had a terrible bed that was broken because he couldn't afford a new bed. So we bought him a whole brand new bed, a nice, beautiful queen size. Me and Doc built it for him. We built it and a brand new thing, got removed the, the, the old one for him. And then we, we locked it and then we left and we surprised him. And well, the, the, the funny thing was, he doesn't know. <laughs> we forgot to tell him that we actually came in the bed. So we don't even know if it was his bed. <laughs> was it the right house? <laughs> no, but that's the kind of thing that we do. We don't want to take... We just gave someone a free bed. <laughs> Imagine. Boys, I put the single there on purpose. <laughs> yeah. No, like he was talking that he needed a new bed. <laughs> and the next day you got one. He was asking me, man, he's just give me a new bed, man. I was talking about it. Man, it wasn't us. <laughs> it was Santa's helpers. Yeah. <laughs> See, Santa's that's, little that's the first breaking story. <laughs> like the, the robbers provided value <laughs> <laughs> instead of taking something. Dude, if we were robbers, <laughs> no. we'd give shit. <laughs> we'd add shit to your house. No, that's the thing. After that, I had the crazy idea of like, we're burglars that do your detail cleaning. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> We talk, we're about to go once a week, break into a house and clean it. <laughs> we nearly did this shit. We got problems. Yeah. I promise you. I said at the very start, on the very first episode, oh I said, God. you're going to find out that he, he does some crazy shit. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Sometimes he brings up an idea. It takes me 30 seconds oh to just God. comprehend what the fuck he just said. <laughs> So just, we have so many issues. <laughs> he gets out the white whiteboard, draws up this idea. And I just look at him like, "So you're telling me we're gonna do something illegal <laughs> to clean a house?" All right, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boys, here we go. Oh, far out, boys. Yeah, and that's how we got arrested. So. <laughs> Imagine they call the cops on you, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, we've given him bed." <laughs> I don't know what the f- dude. We literally broke into his window <laughs> while there's people at home 
Yeah. Like, we could have just knocked on the door. <laughs> he could have knocked on the door. Dude, he was in a share house. <laughs> a massive fucking house. We literally could not get in the house. This was almost, yeah, we had to scale the wall. Yeah, we didn't want anyone to know there. <laughs> Dude, we had to scale the wall, break in the window, pass a bed through a fucking window. Dude, pass tools through a window, both climb through a window, make a bed without making noise, climb out a window, fix a fucking window, and then leave and not get caught. Oh my god, that's yeah. hilarious. I don't want to say that Mission Impossible is a bitch. But <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the extent we go to helping others yeah. <laughs> that's the best story <laughs> right boys uh passions and hobbies boys that's the next thing that'll uh breaking into people's homes <laughs> no but the other thing i used to do just a quick one i used to put my nando's uniform on yeah i'll just go into a random nando's and just start working <laughs> Like, are you also? Yay! <laughs> of course. I'm just doing the dates and cooking chickens. <laughs> are you roasting? You did a spring bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did a spring bowl oh all the time. I used to work at spring bowl. I wasn't even on the roster. He <laughs> <laughs> used to just walk down and pop up. <laughs> How are we, boys? <laughs> everyone, knew, everyone knew who he was because he was like, he's like superstar in hands. Uh, oh, they all knew not at the Nando the, store, but a few people did. A few oh, of the, dude, like the managers though, so it's like not a random fucking human being. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but it's like, he literally just pops up, so everyone else has never seen him before. <laughs> oh, he, he starts cleaning and shit, <laughs> taking orders. <laughs> oh my God, man. <laughs> but imagine, imagine being that employee at like Nando's, you've never seen this guy before, he's got Nando's uniform, just absolutely tears. Like, the highest standard. <laughs> like, who is this guy? Yeah, he just comes in and goes, oh, I'll take care of the chicken. <laughs> <laughs> who the hell does that I'm like oh it's my, so it's my first day at work <laughs> I might need a little bit of help on this one is it alright if you help me out Do you me imagine the guidance <laughs> imagine the manager of that store walks in and he's like this kid's special he's got something this kid's special <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that, is, that is really no, funny. So that was a big ass tangent, dude. <laughs> dude people are gonna cry laughing that. Anyway. Uh, passions and hobbies, boys. Hey. I think that's kind of obvious, right? Like w- to us, we don't feel like our energy is ever drained because what we are doing is our passion, which is like we all have this innate f- tendency to want to help other people. And we can see it in what we do, right? Yeah. So every single day, like, yeah, we do wake up at like 4 or 5 a.m. to check on our trades and then start our day at 4 or 5 a.m. and then work till like 9, 9, 10 p.m., right? But that shit doesn't drain our energy because that's what we're passionate about. Like, when I was working in my 9 to 5, I always felt like I was drained of energy <clears throat> because that's not what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you can, if you can design your life around your passion you'll always have energy well that's like a, the entire one of the entire points of high hair is to just do what you want to do more mm. so find what you love doing and mm. you know prov- work so hard that you can give yourself more time to do what you love doing yeah right so yeah. you know that it has to give you energy i think we have to be careful in t- terms of like saying passion for your job because you know like what jeff bezos says is if you can have at least 50% of your job that you like, you know, 50% of your workload, if you're working 40 hours a week and you can enjoy 20 of it, you're actually in the top 1% in the whole world. Yeah. So for some people, it's not realistic that they can just flip and then have their whole 
you know, income based on a passion. Mm. I think it's like a slow thing that we build up over time. Yeah. Like there's stuff that we don't like about hardcore head start save, some boring aspects. So even trading, I hate doing tax time. Oh yeah, taxes. You know, I don't like everything about trading. And I I'll <clears> never will. You know? Um, everything that we do. Like I don't like everything about what we do yet. But we're trying to make it, you know, it might be at seventy percent now, let's get it to eighty percent, let's get it to ninety and let's see if we can get it to ninety nine percent. And even Bezos says, you know, he's got all the money in the world and all of that, but he's he's close to like ninety percent. He's not even a hundred percent yet. That's mm. like another part of how how start is like when we bring people in, things that we don't like doing, we try and you know, if someone does like doing them, then mm. they're the person for that job. Right. So when it comes to like working and stuff like that if you have the ability and you're already doing something you can try and slowly make your thing that you're doing better but yeah what i was talking about is just the hobbies and just like playing like we play age of amps here yeah, age yeah. of empires like we go for runs we like a massive thing for yeah. us is traveling oh, yeah. um which unfortunately covid we can't really do at the moment but another thing for us is food and we don't talk about it enough like we mm love food mm. right we love food boys like we go watch to different restaurants for hardcore eats <laughs> <laughs> so going to like different restaurants to me like a, an ideal lifestyle is going to you know traveling around the world and trying different restaurants and different locations and that kind of stuff yeah. um and if you can emulate that in your certain life that's very um gives me a lot of energy yeah, a lot yeah of energy. Absolutely. and generally like would you say like people's passions are something creative like whether it's like music or art or like, you know, working on something creative. I'd say majority of people, yeah. yeah. But then there's, I think there is some sort of study where they've they've surveyed people that actually have jobs mm. and like 20% of those people actually enjoy what they do for work. So that's their passion. Mm -hmm. So there's like a small subset of lucky ass people that, you know, they can just work a regular job and they love it. Mm. Yeah. I've, I've found like a passion <clears throat> hobby, which is absurd. It's kind of really macro. It's just like experiencing different things, trying different things. Yeah. Like for me, maybe loop that into traveling or something, but experiencing different things all the time is yeah. something that I find that gives me a lot of energy. Yeah. Hell energy. Sick. Yeah, I think with all of that as well, like talking about the relaxing and the passions and the hobbies and all of that, you really need to have that self-awareness again to like, and be honest to yourself. Like, do I actually, is this really helping me get to my goal? And like, be honest with your goal. Yeah. Like, what is your goal? How fast do you want to get to that goal? Right. How long, you know, because if, if you're saying, hey, I want to get to this goal real quick and it's a real hard goal. But then all the time you're saying, "Hey, I'm relaxing and I'm having, I'm just enjoying my passions because it's recharged me, my, my battery, and all of that, so I can get to my goal quicker." Is that is that truthful? Mm -hmm. It could be, you know. But you, you really need to be honest to yourself. <clears throat> Good and example. Also, like, what type of person you want to be? Yeah. Right. If it's not, if you if your actions don't, you know, put you on that path, then mm. yeah, something's wrong. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, people don't think about that enough, do they? I was gonna say something very very similar. It was like. What are you optimizing for? Yeah. Like if you're optimizing for life or experience, then, it, you know, maybe you have more time to kind of relax and restore. But if you're optimizing for like greatest results 
like and you know a type that we talk about is like bezos you know he would do less restoration or maybe elon musk is a better example because we know he does a lot less restoration you know Mm. he he doesn't relax all that much the man goes hard as hell Mm. so if you want to be elon musk and you think you actually have the capabilities of elon musk being realistic about it and self-aware sure go for it Mm. but if you're probably the majority in my opinion as well you know, you want actually just a better life overall. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with relaxing. Yeah. It could be your goal. Hey, I want to relax 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you really want to do it, yeah. make it happen. Nothing wrong with that. What about like talking about passions? Like before, like we touched on it briefly, but um, gee, remember when we had the, I don't know if you want to have this chat now. No, no, no still, go for it. Yeah. Huh? Go for it. Like, you remember we... Um, we spoke about like everybody in your life was telling you that you're going to be the Bollywood Justin Bieber, practically speaking. <laughs> that's, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, is that a real thing? Are people actually saying that? Or you made that analogy? No, oh, like just, no, yeah. Exactly. Way to just describe bit, it. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> thought you could be like a, an actual Bollywood star, right? Like, like a, a singer. A singer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I kind of felt like I had to... Um, you know, be a big star, be a big musician to like, you know, have a comfortable life, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, I assumed that music was my passion because it was the only thing I was good at. So, um, yeah, once I had like tapped into my self-awareness and realized like, you know, there's way better singers out there. There's way better guitarists out there. It's like, um, yeah. Once I realized that, then I realized, hey, now I'm focusing on like two different things. I'm focusing on money, like for that comfortable life, and I'm focusing on music, which is my hobby. Mm. So music now I can just work on it like, like maybe an hour a day or something. I've actually cut back a lot, but like I don't work on it that much. But mm. um, yeah, I can work on playing guitar like an hour a day. Mm. Yeah, so exactly. once I've realized that that self awareness aspect mm. of it, I would say. Um, understanding this 99% of the people in your life were telling you to go and be that person right so is there something um, you just no actually to be honest like yeah a lot of people told me that I was really good so like it was like um but yeah obviously their standards were like lower right so it wasn't like I wasn't actually like that good mm. you know in my head I was like when, when they were like telling me that in my head I'm like yeah this is my passion mm. And I was like, I was like, I'll hold it proud. I was like, yeah, this is my passion. I, I know I've got to be a musician. <laughs> right. So a bit of ego in there. A bit of ego. Right. Yeah. And then releasing or reducing the ego, uh, how was that to overcome, to realize you're not going to be the Bollywood Justin Bieber <laughs> and to be a little bit more realistic? It's a ridiculous thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard. But like... Similar to the four foot analogy, you yeah. know, to become a basketball player, three how foot. is it to overcome three foot? Yeah. How is it to overcome that and try and realize that it's probably not a realistic bet and to try and take something that's a little bit more probabilistic, like the investing journey? Um, like, how, how did I realize that? Or, like, what, what was the process like? Uh, it was definitely like a lot of, you know, being the mentee to Dylan. Um, he definitely, I, I think Dylan was the only one that was like putting, like actually listening to me and putting everything that I was saying into perspective. Mm. Like, 
it's going to be really hard for me to make money from music and like even then it's not going to um i probably won't even enjoy it that much in the future as well mm-hmm. but also you, like to because it's like a job now uh, yeah, by the by the time i'm making money it's like a job then right right so so where this would tie back into like passions hobbies essentially like from just a conversation we've 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 had previous is like you're trying to gain back your time yeah and then you'll spend um, yeah as if much I want time to. as you well want now now it's like because i think back then i was like more forcing myself to do it right just so i can build that lifestyle right so it actually did kind of wear me out with music like okay. once i moved in and started focusing on investing more um the music kind of like i didn't i didn't really do much mu- with music because like i was so worn out from trying to you know make it like a big musician mm-hmm. interesting yeah. if that makes sense so like your passion wasn't actually energizing you it was no nah. yeah it was draining me right so it was if i yeah looking back it was more of a hobby yeah. than a passion that's the right word yeah, yeah. it's a hobby it was yeah, more it's of a hobby, hobby. Mm. yeah so now now with this uh comfortable lifestyle i have with investing if i want to focus on music i can mm. yeah but most of the time i don't really i do sometimes now but like most of the time it's not in your room man like yeah (laughs) just like you know playing away and yeah that would restore you now yeah yeah it it definitely restores me now it like gets the creative juices flowing yeah Mm. yeah feels good that that idea comes from two people the first naval ravikant and also joe rogan what naval talks about is he actually says one of the biggest mistakes he made in his life was to motivate people to start businesses because he realized that they did not have the self-awareness you know that they could actually run that business yeah so he led people down to financial ruin you know and he hurt people yeah um and then it it comes on to joe rogan when he had that really tough conversation with brendan schwab and brendan schwab wanted to be the heavyweight champion of the world and he thought he could knock out all these guys that top one top two and all of that and he was top 10 but joe rogan was saying man there's a fucking big gap between top 10 and top five and there's a bigger gap from top five to top one to actually tell your friend who is top 10 that's hard yeah. to get as mm. well right dude and brendan Schaub is like putting so much time and effort yeah to actually and, like, like he that. dedicated his whole life yeah. to this mm. one sport and he's top 10 which is like an achievement in itself mm. to say dude you're still not there and mm. then for him to like pivot and then become even more successful shows like mm. having the environment and the community like joe rogan's a good friend man yeah that's what good friends are supposed to do they're supposed to say how it actually is mm-hmm. you know it's so much easier to say hey man yeah keep going at it and you're going to be the best in you know the best singer in the world and all of this stuff you're going to be so famous and you know who is jay-z you know like you're going to be better than all of these guys mm. um it's so easy to say that but it's so selfish to say that because you know like long term you're gonna like if i said that to you i'll feel so guilty i'm leading you down what i think is probably the wrong path and we always prefer prefers it by saying we don't know if this is the right answer but do your own thinking we're just chucking it out there as a suggestion that's what we're saying with everything about hardcore we don't know the exact way you know we're just saying these are suggestions this is what we're doing this is how we're thinking differently Mm. so just be be aware of that and i think in terms of like what i've learned from like i thought i wanted to be david beckham when i was a young kid and then as soon as we started training three days a week 
I don't want to go to training. <laughs> you know, I don't have it in me yeah. to do that. Yeah. And then you see guys like to be the best of the best. Well, what we're talking about is supply versus demand. You know, what was the thing about NBA? Isn't it like 300 people on the field or something? 300 people on the main squads, something like that, or maybe less or something. NBA? Yeah, NBA. Um, there's like five people on a court on, on a team and then the entire roster, I couldn't tell you how many people, but it's not a lot. Yeah. So like out of 350 million people in just America. Yeah. 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 So let's, let's, let's exaggerate it then. Let's say there's a thousand players and there's not Yeah. like a thousand players that are getting paid properly. Like the odds that you can actually get in that top thousand is really hard. Same as Hollywood. You hear all these actors, they become washed up actors that never even get a role their whole life. Hmm. And, and they're good, by the way. Like they're fantastic actors, but they're still not good enough. Yeah. I think if, if it's when you're in those supply versus demand games, like those career paths where the, the odds are just stacked against you, you have to be so special. Like, mm. you know, say like Cristiano Ronaldo, like he just has a completely different mindset. You know, these people, they're, just, they're actually crazy in some regards. Like they just love it more than anything in the world. Mm. And in, in that regard, I feel like from a young age is already not a question. Mm. Like they're already in the right channels. They're already playing. They've already got the results. They've already been picked up by recruiters. If you're like in, let's say for AFL specifically, you know, if you're an older player, like the chances of you actually getting drafted, like, like you go in, to get drafted at the age of like 14, 15. Like you go straight through the ranks from like playing local, then you start playing into um, like some rep games and then you start playing just continuous progress, continuously progress. And it's like a very obvious path straight mm. through there, mm. right? And you can see who the best, you know who the best is. They're already the best. Everyone knows their name. A lot of people are just not that. They're just kind of filling the gaps so that these other people can shine mm. don't be that person yeah but how do you feel now g like we had the idea like man hey if you go down the knowledge route investing route working hard route and you combine those three together then you can have a life of abundance you can then buy back your time and then you'll be able to actually have so much more time uh you know with your passions of and hobbies of music and all of that you might actually even become a better you know better than that first scenario if you just solely focused on it yeah. because imagine at the beginning like every time you wanted to do like an album or like a, or a song or whatever like it was costing you money yeah like you were losing money so much money yeah like imagine really like, when i had to go to a producer as well to get it made yeah yeah it was costing me money that shit like how much was it costing like it was it was thousands of dollars right uh what? how much have you spent on all of that yeah so to make a song it was like so the guy that i went to was pretty like it was pretty good um but like even to make a song with him it would cost me like 500 600 bucks like one song jeez man and i'll go and make a couple songs and shit so wow i didn't know that yeah wow and were you paying for all this stuff so every time i was working hard and paying for that shit (laughs) what like what i could see was like hey man like everyone's saying this and then it's literally just cutting into your capital again and again and again and it it shows that like you fucking cared. <laughs> it shows that you cared, like, because no one really thought about like, like obviously I was young and stupid, and it's easy for me to say that. I didn't really think about my own um, self as well, but like the people that were advising me as well, like they didn't really think about all this shit. Like their advice was just, um, yeah, man, just work hard and do it. You know, you can become a musician. <laughs> That's why I think as well. It's like 
No one actually like broke it down like you did. Like how many hours do they dedicate into thinking for you? You know, to see if it's the right decision for you. Because like, I guarantee you, no one has thought about you as long as I have. You know, like, especially friends. Maybe parents have. But friends, you know, like I've probably thought on your behalf, hundreds of hours. Hundreds of hours trying to figure out like what to do. Mm-hmm. You know? But now, like, how does the path seem now? Like, do you feel like you're on the oh, right path? Better, bro. Better. <laughs> so much better. I'm so fucking happy, man. Hmm. Honestly. Wouldn't change it. You can yeah. still become the Bollywood Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I know I can still do it. Yeah. But, like, now that it's not like I have to do it, it doesn't feel like I really, like, I, I want to still do it, but, like, just as a hobby. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, just on the side. And the crazy thing and if was, I want to drop an album, I can. Like, I have the capital, too. Yeah. <laughs> so. Remember, yeah, when I, remember when I was selling it to you? I was like, yeah. mate, hey, man, like, you're going to be able to achieve this stuff if you work hard, yeah. this financial freedom stuff, in, like, three to five years, literally. Yeah. In three to five years, how old will you be? And not only that, like, you, you in three to five years, you have all the time. You're still really, really young. But then you actually might have a better mindset, which will actually make you more successful in the music. Mm-hmm. You actually get that Cristiano Ronaldo yeah. like type of mm. you know hardworking mindset. Yeah, yeah. So that's what this journey does. Yeah. yeah. So get the capital and like now I'm able to study it more, like study music more properly. Yeah. Like before I wasn't able to study it. I was just it was just constant do 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 do. Mm. Now I can study it, study the art, and like make an album that like really resonates with me if I want to. So, that's dope man yeah <laughs> talking about like about that like there's certain people in your life that were giving you that wrong advice and we we use the analogy of like vampires right mm. yeah you know they're the, they're the people that they they, they suck the life out of you suck. <laughs> a, a good they a good way of it. thinking about it <laughs> a good way of thinking about it is like um they just want the conversation to finish mm. They don't want to be there, like, advising you the whole time. So, they're just yeah. to tell you whatever to stop the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> these are the vampires that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And these well, are the people that have, like, zero skin in the game. Yeah. They'll just give oh, off yeah. cheap advice because yeah. it doesn't affect them. Yeah. But they don't understand how it'll affect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've always tried to live by, like, the whole uh, value proposition of, like, always give as much value as you receive. Mm. always try to anyway um it's hard with certain people who give so much value yeah. but um you know try have that with uh have that as an intention mm. i should say and a lot of people don't they just what can i get mm. you know what do i get from this interaction what do i get from you so it's very just selfish and thinking about me and those people in your life are only ever going to take they're never going to be able to help and give so they don't really have a place yeah and yeah. one of the biggest things that like cause I, me personally like i've literally left everyone mm. other than my partner um like i even separated myself from my family a lot as well that was one of the reasons i moved into with dylan like i separated myself from everyone yeah and like you know i can feel your energy now man it's like next level yeah it's like some pure, pure love place now yeah. like and i have love for all the people i left i have love for all of them Every yeah, single that, one of the them. That's the thing. Like, we, we don't say, oh, just cut off these vampires because they're piece of shit. Yeah. Their intentions might be good. Yeah. But it's not going to be beneficial to your life. Like, if you have this certain goal of who you want to be, 
mm. man, you got to cut off some people. Mm. And like, I was listening to this um, speech by Kobe, Bryan, uh, Kobe Bryant, where he was saying, talking about like how hard he was working in the gym. And then the guy was asking him, oh, but doesn't that affect your, like, how does your social um, relationships, like they're affected, right? And he's like, yeah. But the people that truly care about me will understand that. Yeah, facts are one. Right? They'll understand that, that yeah, there is some lost time. Mm. But this is what I got to do. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I'll, going into this, right, there is, you know, no, <laughs> I couldn't foresee what the hell was going to happen, but I knew it was something I had to go and pursue or else I regret it. So, especially like back in the friends when the school and stuff, like, I tried to explain. It's my fault personally because I was unable to articulate what on earth was going on so I couldn't actually help change their mindset at that mm-hmm. time but the best thing I had to do was separate so I can build myself up to this savage and then go back and help mm-hmm. if possible yeah so I'm the exact same as well like I had to distance myself from family um, few friends because like I just wasn't growing mm-hmm. and then I was telling Dylan yesterday oh telling Dylan today like yesterday I went back home to see my folks and like I go back and it just pumps me up with so much energy because I can just see who I need to help. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, oh shit, I'm doing this for them as well. And I'm I know just, the answers now. Yeah. Of I know like the how to. Now. Yeah. 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 So like, I see like, oh shit, these people are so far below in terms of like where like knowledge and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm like, I, I gotta work really hard. Yeah. Or else mm-hmm. I'm not doing my part. That's yeah. the beautiful thing. Like you've worked you've worked that out for yourself in your own life that now you're able to give it to someone else like you're able to help someone else with it mm. that's a beautiful it's, thing it's one of the things that people talk about a lot of like cutting off the bad people you know you're the average of the five people you hang around with the most mm. but no one goes deep and emotional like it's fucking hard man dude yeah. this shit it sucks because especially in the beginning all you want to do is go out with them you always want to do is like reconnect with them. Like, how are you? What's going on? You want to, like, we are so predisposed to want to understand all the bullshit that happens in the social circles. We want to know what's going on all the time to separate yourself away from that. To like literally remove all of that kind of stimulus is incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. So, but like, I'm incredibly blessed and lucky to say that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I heard this thing, um, like how to know if someone's a vampire or not. You send them a message. It's a bit dodgy, but you send them a message saying you're moving house. Oh, yeah. And you say, can you please help me move my stuff? Yeah. And you see who replies and says, yeah, no worries. I'll come help. How long you need me? Yeah. You'd be surprised who actually shows up. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, another message one is like, stop messaging people. Yeah. And see who, <laughs> see who, see who message you first. Yeah. You'd be fucking shocked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one does. Yeah. But like, you guys got anything else on that? Because I can, like I've got a thing how to tie it into unnecessary decisions. Yeah, yeah go like, ahead. Uh, to remove, like unnecessary, unnecessary decisions, you know, removing um, kind of the friends in your life helped me remove a lot of decisions of whether I was going to waste my time going out and stuff like that. Mm. So, I come from like the normal Bogan Australian background where pubs are like your second home. Mm. Um, it removed the decision of whether or not I'm going to have to go to the pub because I didn't have anyone to go with. Uh, I'm not going to go there by myself. Am yeah. I I'm not that absurd? Mm. But being able to kind of separate myself from that immediate environment and put myself in this environment 
was like a big catalyst for no longer wasting capa- mind capacity uh, and willpower as well on, oh, I don't want to go to there, but all right, I will, you know? So maybe you guys have other examples of like removing unnecessary decisions that can help give you energy and pump you up more. You guys got anything? Mm. I think say something like what was really sounds silly, but for me, I remember people used to always just pay for bills like manually every single time instead of just having a direct debit from just take it from your account. Yeah. Like they're going to take the money from you no matter what, you know? And like, do you have to really double check if it's the right amount that they're taking and then pay it? <laughs> uh, and then how do you even know if it's the right amount or not? Like, do you, are you tracking like how much gas is taken out of your house every day? Yeah. Like, you know, used. Um, Imagine like, like calling and complaining for like five cents or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth your time. Yeah. We'll do the same thing it, with yeah. like banks and interest rates and shit like that. They're going to go put themselves in like a high interest rate bank account where it's like instead of 1.2%, it's 1.8%. Yeah. You're like... Makes no difference, boys. 0.6%, boys. <laughs> how about actually like remove... Stop spending time on that and actually work out how to... Make more money. Make a better ROI. <laughs> Have you heard yeah. of Peter Thiel? <laughs> <laughs> I think... Again, like touching on Steve Jobs, you know, removing unnecessary decisions, like yeah. wearing the same thing every day. Like yeah. I pretty much only have black clothes. Mm. It just takes a lot of like the decision making out of it just because, you know. I, mm. Yeah, yeah And you just want to automate like as much as possible. So like something say as an example with this podcast set up, we decided to go like the higher end stuff mm. because then we realized that will result in less editing. Yeah. less editing results in more time yeah. Yeah. and then it's going to pay itself back anyway so mm-hmm. it's like it's always good to invest the money to get the good quality stuff yeah and then you gain back time in the long run yeah a, a little example of that is like um instead of going to a sale and buying like a bunch of shirts that you won't use mm. just invest the money and get a good shirt yeah oh yeah that will last longer yeah yeah, yeah. as one wear all that, the time like especially with like in brown as brown households <laughs> Like we only buy shit on sales because you know, it's just like the, the mentality that they're growing up like we grew up with right so like that affected me for so long and like that made me very cheap but it wasn't smart because like the quality is shit yeah it makes you feel like shit versus you get yeah you pay a little bit more and like my mom like if I told her oh I bought jeans for like 70 bucks <laughs> Or like 50 bucks, right? She'd be like, that's too expensive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but they're good quality. Yeah. Yeah. Now you're rocking $250 polos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I told her this was 250 she would fucking scream. <laughs> Actually, we shouldn't tell the audience 250 polos. <laughs> At the start of your journey, it's really stupid to get 250 polos. It's very stupid. Yeah. If you wear anything but- else other than $8 Kmart shirts... I'll yeah. come for you. Eight dollars is too much for Kmart as well, man. <laughs> yeah, you can I get no shirts idea. for like five bucks. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, like just buy cheaper stuff, but more quantity. But like, like you said, yeah. invest more and get the good shit. Yeah. When you deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. I think another thing about removing those decisions, something that people don't know, like it's so common with us, but you can actually buy back time. A lot of people don't know that time is something you can buy. Because everybody says, you know, you, you can't buy time. You're limited to like, 
if you're lucky, you live for a hundred years, which is correct. Mm. But how many of those minutes in that hundred year lifespan are you working, doing something you don't enjoy? Mm. If you actually get your finances right, you can buy back all of those amount of years. And some people they're retiring into their seventies these days. You know, we've found out through our way that we can retire at before age 30, literally. It's not even a joke. Um, and we believe if you get your stuff done right, you can retire very comfortably within 10 years. Um, so you can actually say if you're retiring at 30, you literally saved 40 years worth of time. Yeah. Mm. Um, and like you can get back all of that time. And now what? how rich people think, how wealthy people think is, hey, like Bill Gates, he never does anything other than what he is best at doing, which is using his brain to do stuff. You know, like he's not going to go and do the shopping anymore. No. You know, he's got someone, he's got assistants that do that stuff. He's got chefs that cook for him. Like imagine how many like to- amount of time that we spend on cooking it every day. The average person might spend anywhere between 30 and an hour cooking mm. or like driving. Mm. If you're driving, you're not actually productive in the car. You're wasting time. Like Bill Gates, I bet you he's not driving his car unless he really feels like it gives him energy. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. He's, he's going to have someone else. Like for me... I always go Uber everywhere because I'm lucky to be in the position that I can afford that and it's not killing me. But, you know, um, I, I like it because I can get like all this, all this work done. You know, I send messages to people, you know, all that type of stuff, send emails off and all of that. So like be productive with your time, get rid of all of these things that you don't really need to do. And money is it's a great investment to buy it. I see rich people these days still doing all of their gardening and all of that. And they complain about it and they don't enjoy it. And they waste a whole weekend doing it. Um, why not pay someone to do it and then get something that's actually better quality, like a way better manicured garden. And then you can enjoy it. You did no work, just gave the money away. Like it's a good investment. Money is nothing. Like just use it, you know, get rid of it. If you've got an abundance of it. That, that's a it's good point because, be- like you said, Bill Gates would probably never drive a car unless it gave him energy. Mm. I say with Steve Jobs, he doesn't care. What, like He just wears the same thing over and over again, mm. but it gives him energy to do his own garden. Mm. So like he'll actually, he won't get anyone else to grow mm. his own vegetables. He'll grow it himself. Yep. Like that gives him energy. Mm. Yeah. So there's like differences there. Yeah. So you got to yeah. do what gives you energy. Yeah. And let, let's just clarify again with the, the polo. Yeah. What we're doing now is we're at a different, uh, you know, stage in life where we need to look a certain way. Um, you know, we're in the sales field and it's, it's proven. Like I can see, like if I wear like my tracksuit pants and you know, my tracksuit top, then it really hards in, it's really hard to get the sale. And it's really important that we do get the sale because we're helping other people. We can literally change their life with uh, what we offer. Mm-hmm. so it, we actually wear this stuff for us to feel good so we're high energy but then it's also adding value to the client because then they'll actually say yes and mm-hmm. we can actually help them because mm-hmm. if they say no you know and like it changes perception like even in family members yeah you know it's like unconditional love yeah you put on a pole like a really nice fitting polo they will treat you different like your mom will actually treat for you sure, different for sure like even like when you wear a suit you feel different, right? Mm-hmm. When you wear a suit, you just feel suave. You feel like you're professional. You're yeah. damn right, boy. Versus <laughs> when you wear this, like a, yeah. you feel a more relaxed. Yeah. You feel like vibe. more mm. street vibe, mm. you know? 
I saw yeah. a nice video on Instagram the other day and um, it comes to first impressions, but like when you're walking on the street and like, you know, people don't know you, the first impression they see of you, if you're wearing like an old t-shirt, like ripped t-shirt, the first impression of, of you is going to be like, oh, you know, that guy's probably like homeless or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then another thing he was saying is like, oh, like people used to complain, like being like, oh, but Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, like they wear like, you know, um, like cheap shit. They don't care how they look. But like everyone knows Mark Zuckerberg and Bill yeah, Gates. <laughs> everyone already brand. knows who they are. But like, like no even, one knows us. <laughs> even if you look, look at point. Yeah. even if you look at them, right? Like they'll wear like normal shirts. Yeah. Guarantee you they the shirts. They're probably like cost really like three hundred bucks. It is Zuck's yeah. is four hundred bucks shirt. Yeah. So it's like they still wear expensive clothes, yeah. but yeah. just like the what their expense is is so small compared to the <laughs> net worth. Yeah. Yeah. I I like it too. Yeah, I like it. It's simple, man. Yeah. Gives me energy. Yeah. Like wearing a nice polo. Um, I love it, man. Mm. Like you boys know, I like, it's not a secret to anyone. I like the finer things in life. Yeah. I like my nice scotch. I like a nice shirt. I like nice views. I nice like places. That's what I like. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's a passion of mine. So. Yeah. Honestly, like I, pref- I prefer wearing like shitty clothes and like just chilling out. Mm. But like, you know. It's that first impression that matters. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, and especially like like I was saying, if people don't know you, and then- back to Dylan's point, like our, our a massive metric that we pride ourselves on is helping and changing as many lives as possible, mm-hmm. right? So it's incredibly imperative. Yeah. So if it's like get the, if it's going to cost me two hundred bucks to get a polo for you to invest, that's a good investment. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we're in the position now where we actually have the knowledge to be able to help give back right so like the people our audience at the moment you guys are in the part of your journey where you need to gain the knowledge and gain the money Mm. right it's not like we're better and we get to earn more better like have more expensive clothes it's like all right this is where our journey is this is where your journey is Mm. you know put the amount of action and effort in and we are an obvious and personal kind of uh reference for what you can become Mm. yeah you know, we're literally just the couple of year version of what you are right now. Yeah. And it goes back to like when we we're talking about the the original dojo, you know, like think about when I was there, I didn't have the image. I had the yeah. original dojo, looks like terrible, clothes looked like terrible, but that, I was at the beginning of the journey. And, but the, you know, but the thing is the knowledge was the same back then. But people weren't willing to trust, even mm. though my brain was the same. Mm. You know, same saying the same stuff as we're saying now, because of that image. Yeah. Now, you know, it's a completely different story. We've got all this nice stuff around us, nice house, right. you know, freedom. We don't have to work anymore. Right. Now, do we live is is the world is the way the world works perfect and is that actually necessary? I fucking know. Don't know. Who knows? Not. It's not it's not the point. The yeah. point is that it is. Mm. Right. And you know, we're trying to help as many people as possible. So we use what the world gives us. We're not, we take extreme ownership of everything in the world. Mm-hmm. And we go, okay, that's how it's working at this point in time. We're going to understand that mm-hmm. and we're going to make the necessary changes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that's like one of the, um, that that's the importance of buying good quality stuff. At a certain time in your journey. At a certain time in your journey. Like, like another, probably we'll wrap it up with that soon but one thing is watches man mm. like before for me like i never really got into watches because mm. i'm like oh, i can just look at the uh, time on my smart uh, smartphone right yeah but then when i got this man 
or like mm, it's I, watch, I have yeah. started a collection of Seikos now mm. because you got me into it. I'm like, it makes me feel a certain way, mm. you know. Like, yeah. I told my parents how much this costs. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why are you spending so much money on a watch? Yeah, right. But dude, like, it, it's a good investment. Yeah, a watch is the perfect materialistic kind of um, possession that emulates a hardcore hairstyle philosophy. But it also it's like a it's like your it, it's perfect for us because it is the best representation of time. Mm, right. So it's like we value time. Yeah. That's the kind of mindset we have. And that's the kind of image we're showing. And it. small yeah. details yeah. and effort and the amount of work that goes into creating a watch like that. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable. You know? Yeah. That's art right there. Yeah. Things like that are hard to create. Someone worked really hard to make this. There's beauty yeah. in that. Yeah. Beauty in that. Which means it's worth the price. Simple. Mm-hmm. For sure, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. That's up up on the board. We've got yeah. have the good shit. <laughs> have the good shit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe analogy that I heard from uh Donald Trump is he had a friend who was never a really successful guy, but he always had to fly first class. I'm not saying this is the right or wrong answer, but you gotta look at what gives you energy. Like we're saying about all this stuff. Some of this stuff might not give you energy, it's what gives us energy. Yeah. Mm. Um, but what Donald Trump was saying was he just had to fly first class and have the best of the best of everything because then it made him feel the best of the best of everything. Yep. And then he executed and then later he became a very successful multimillionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, he needed that thing. That thing made him feel special. Mm. You know, even there's something a little like about having a driver as well for me, like going on in an Uber, like, oh, I don't actually have to do the work. Mm. Someone is doing it. You know, I made this could be a hundred dollars and they respect that hundred dollars, you know, to be able to drive me. And I don't respect that hundred dollars to drive myself. Mm. It makes me feel special. Yeah. It's not a lim- limousine or anything, mm. but something as subtle as that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Totally. Mm. So, yeah. And it's just like, we're, we're surrounded by expensive stuff now as well. Like, you know, we've got some pretty good cameras, some crazy, uh, computers, the rigs, and big all old that. G's rig. <laughs> it's a ten thousand dollar computer. She's not ten thousand. It's not ten thousand. But yeah, at a certain point, having good quality stuff, you just feel better because otherwise, if you have low quality stuff, it's always breaking. Like it's just even a knife. Like having a solid hundred dollar knife, mm. and you never have to sharpen that thing. You gain all your time back, yeah. and it just yeah. cuts effortlessly. And there's like it's artwork because they've carved it down, and you know it's all of that. The effort, and like we're talking about with the watch, yeah. it, it becomes like, man, I'm using this beautiful thing. And it's mm. satisfying, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same as like lifestyle and like the place we're living at the moment. Mm. Like for me, it's a big, it's a massive thing that we need to progress in the place that we live. Yeah, every couple of years especially as you know, our net worth and our intelligence grows. Like we have to progress the place we're living because um, it's such a representation of us. And it's like, man, having your own ensuite, having your own feel, having your own thing, like it's maybe a luxury for a lot of people, but thankfully the position we're in allows that. Yeah. So it's like, I, ne- I need that. It makes me feel good. Yeah. It gives me energy. But yeah, but, I want to tie back into the self-awareness as well. Like um, be self-aware enough that, especially if, if you're in that starting position 
Like you don't want to be flying flying first class if you can't afford it. Yeah. 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 So be self aware if it's like if mm. it's ego yeah. or if it's actually it make gives you energy. Gives you energy. Yeah, that's yeah. a good 100%. point. 100%. Yeah. Dan, Dan Pena talks, um, and I think he gives some good advice, and that we can atone to this is like, if cars are your passion, you give you a lot of energy. Don't go and buy a Lamborghini. You can go to the Lamborghini store and look at Lamborghinis. Yeah, mm. you know, you can pump yourself up. Or even like some people would way. post pictures on the on the wall of like a Lamborghini. To yeah, like pump them up. Something like that. Like surround yeah. yourself with that kind of good stuff, mm. good shit, and then, you know that's kind of like all right i want that now you need to understand that the necessary action needs to be taken to get that yeah Yeah. i think as like a good idea like what we usually say is like if you're actually at this stage you probably need at least six figures of investments Mm. you know at least a hundred thousand dollars realistically because if i have a hundred thousand dollars invested generating you know 10 to 20 percent maybe more per year say it's 20 percent you're gaining twenty thousand dollars every single year by doing nothing so like that's one metric we always say like you don't really want to be thinking about this unless you got a hundred thousand dollars six figures yeah and then another thing is like the one percent rule you probably don't really want to buy materialistic items if it's more than one percent of your net worth Mm. right unless it is an investment for Mm. you to make more money anyway Mm. like you don't want to you know so if you only have a hundred thousand dollars you don't really, if it's not going to make you more money, make you more successful, it's not worth it. Like for some people, like if you buy an expensive handbag or something, will that generate more money for you? Is mm-hmm. that actually an investment? For some people it is. Mm-hmm. Real estate agents and all of that, they really need to have that image. Mm-hmm. But One thing I noticed was not. like, yeah, a lot of real estate agents have like really nice cars, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's, it's for the bit. image. Yeah, it's for the image. It's an yeah. investment for them. It's yeah. necessary. It's a cheap investment. Like a lot way. of people will look at it and be like, oh man, they can afford that. Like that's that's so cool. Yeah. But it's an investment for them. <laughs> Imagine they rocked up in a beater. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, God dang. You, you selling this house or stealing it? <laughs> You're building a bed in the bedroom in here? Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't believe you guys did that. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, that's good shit. That's right. good we'll, we'll move on. Hopefully we made the point clear with that one. But uh, the next one is like thinking in terms of being proactive rather than reactive. And what we mean by this is we're thinking about our lives like we're playing a game of chess. So we literally think so hard. We always think, always think. And, you know, the advice for most people is, oh, don't think so much. You know, just do it. You know, it's always just do it. Yeah. All right. Goddamn Nike. We think so hard to see all of the paths that we can take in life and all of the obstacles that are down those roads. So then we're already prepared for them to hit us. Mm. So like maybe as a a small example is, uh, it's really sad to see. And these are the type of people that we're trying to help is people with great intentions. We see people that are really hardworking, really sacrificing, really saving money and all of that. But the thing is that a lot of the time we see them that they're saving money in a bank account and then that money just gets inflated away and it becomes worth nothing in the long run. So they had great intentions. They're doing all the right stuff, but they got hurt because they couldn't see the path of, hey, if I put my money in the bank, what actually happens in 50 years? You know, it results in inflation. It's worth nothing. Mm-hmm. Or another example is we see the same people, but instead of putting the money in the bank, they sink their entire net worth into like a franchise business like a traditional franchise business 
Now, like, just think about all of the unseen risks there. First is position sizing. You're putting all of your stuff, all your money in one thing. Second is, if it's a traditional business, what is the long-term trend? There's all these technology companies, e-commerce and all of this stuff coming to destroy those traditional businesses. Mm. And there's so much profit and it's, uh, you know, um, what's the word? Uh, incentive for them to go after them and to ruin those type of businesses. And it's just sad to see because through a lack of knowledge and a lack of thinking, um, they don't realize that this stuff could have actually been avoided. Mm. So it's so important, like the, the, the famous way to say it in um, our world of investing is actually not think like a chess player. It's actually called like game theory. Mm. So you've got to realize that everything you do in life is literally a game. It's literally like a board game. So like say if you're working at Nando's and you want to get to the top position, you've got to think of it like a game. Here's all the players of the game. Here's the critical players of the game. It might be the boss. It might be the current uh, manager. It might be the team leaders here. So they all have like hierarchy in the game. Now, what moves can I make? So I then become you know, the top person or I win your game. And like you get to define what your end result is. You know, if you want this position, if you want to be promoted over here or whatever. So you've got to identify the game, see the players of the game, and then think so much about the chess moves that you can now make. Hmm. I think awesome. you nailed that, man. Mm. I think not much else to say. That's a clip, bro. <laughs> yeah. But that, this is what we do. Like, we literally say, think of a thousand, a thousand lifetimes. Yeah. Lifetimes. Yeah. So, like, the way inv- investors think and uh, traders think and real smart business people, they think like this. It's all about, hey, let's make a thousand different scenarios and let's see which ones have the highest probability of success not just the first idea that comes to your head because we guarantee you that the first idea that comes to your head is just mm. mathematics it's so unlikely to be a a great idea it's probably a really terrible idea actually if you actually do the deep thinking about it and i hear people all the time like oh the more i think the more i realize that the idea wasn't good that's the whole point <laughs> you want to find out before you put money in you want to find out yeah mm. You don't want to take action and feel all motivated and then realize, oh, damn, there's a massive obstacle. I'm dead. Yeah, absolutely. So how would this tie back into energy? Like, how do we get energy from being less so, reactive? We get energy. F- well, it's, it's more about saving energy because right. if you don't do this stuff, you're always reacting to the world and the world's just knocking you around, uh, throwing right hooks at your face. So people, they always feel like, you know, oh, the world's against me. The world's so hard and all that. And it is a tough place. Mm. Um, but I think it's if you can see how to think in terms of game theory, it can really help all of this. Yeah. Uh, so the laptop just died on us. So the next, any more points on that one? No, nah, that's pretty much it. And yeah, I think it, it might, to be honest, like it might consume a bit of energy like while you're in the planning stage, oh, but yeah, it'll save you so much energy yeah, in the long term. Like, it's like if you're digging a hole, yeah. don't just dig with a fucking shovel. Yeah. Build a machine to dig a hole. Yeah. Right? That's a good it would take analogy, longer to yeah. build a machine, but you're going to dig a hole way bigger. Yeah. 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 Versus 100%. like if there's another person just digging with a shovel. Yeah, he might start off earlier, Yeah. but it's not efficient. Yeah. So That's yeah, a fantastic it's analogy. Or yeah. it's like build a, like if you're digging for gold, build a machine that detects metal. And then build a machine that yeah. digs better. Don't just dig randomly. Don't just anyway. dig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's 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 a massive point because mm. all we hear 
in like the bloody entrepreneurial motivational kind of YouTube world is get off your ass and start doing it. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's always taken out of context <laughs> as well. Huh? It's always taken out of yeah. context. It's like, oh, he didn't like, it's like clear advice, but again, yeah. like, he just told me G. Mm. He didn't tell me A. Yeah. Do you reckon that might it's, be good advice for like someone that literally has done nothing there? There's obviously always levels to it, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's trying to incite a very niche person who just literally does nothing to maybe do something. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you, they're probably not watching that content anyway. Hmm. No, right? that's true. No, yeah. So the person who's watching that content is actually trying to work out what the fuck to do. Yeah, they're already working. On they're it. already working. Yeah, it's just like, how do I? What's the actual next step, et cetera, et cetera? And that's when it comes to, you know, real, you know, brick advice. Yeah. So, all right. The next thing is uh, perspective. So what we've noticed is whenever we feel like low on energy and all of that, and we feel like we're in a bit of a rut, then we like to go out and search for content that gives us a great perspective of how lucky and how fortunate we actually are. Mm -hmm. So we've got a written down here, uh, Yonmi Park. Uh, this was a, a lady who escaped North Korea and we'll probably link it into the description. But yeah, if you yeah. see how terrible her life was and how much she had to go through, it will literally give you tears. Yeah. And then you start to realize, man, like look around, like our life is so good. And that's just like one example. There's so so many others. When I need perspective, sometimes I um I do two things. Obviously, draw on own experiences, which I'll get into, and also like you guys ever watch those videos of like soldiers returning home or like or like um uh young foster kids getting adopted, mm -hmm. like oh that hits me right in the feels, and I'm like I haven't had to actually deal with anything like that in my entire life. I don't actually understand the emotion that's going through these people right now to be able to vicariously understand some of it. Like, fuck, my shit's good, man. I'm fine. <laughs> mm, mm. So. It's that, I think practicing gratitude mm. comes back to that. Like, um, I got that idea from Shoe Dog, which is the book about how nike was invented we yeah. talk all about like oh don't just do it but there's some nah, good shit about really, it nah, i was just a child please sponsor us i nailed another one fuck <laughs> nike i love you i was just joking it was, <laughs> but it just fit well in the book like he talks about like how he started uh selling shoes in america for runners mm. um and there's a company in japan called tiger and he started reselling tiger in america um under the name blue ribbon right because he didn't have a name for his company at the time and he went to japan to actually negotiate with the ceo for distribution rights in america and the ceo of tiger in japan was so um he was so successful and he wanted to know why how he was successful and the guy said he consciously practices being grateful a thousand times a day Wow. Yeah. So I'm like, I missed that in the book. Yeah. I didn't even realize mm. to do that. And then I started doing it and it just pumps me up with so much energy. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a ripper. Like, yeah, something that I realized, like, you know, yesterday we just bought this couple thousand dollar bicycle. Some people in the world would never be able to think of affording something like that. No. You know, we take the stuff for granted. You know, like, we got 
cameras there, TVs here, all of that stuff here. And the way we justify it in our head is, hey, this stuff gives us energy, gives us energy so we have the ability to do more. You know, we can we can inspire more people. We can help people with their finances. We can help ourselves with our finances. Because the thing is, before, back in the past, right, I tried my best to not get any of this stuff. And I only focused on the long-term vision of helping others. Yeah. I didn't. I forgot to care about myself. And I burned myself out to the ground. So my energy was running at an all-time low and it led to complete depression. So now, like, I, I really do buy the good stuff, but I like to have the perspective as well and I feel like it's a balance of both. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a ripple. Um, next one is, like, well, the next one we've got on the list is actually an overarching kind of thing we've been talking about in the entire podcast, which is helping others makes you feel good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I... This is probably the third time I'm going to say it. And like on this podcast alone, like that is one of the major metrics of Hardcore Head Start. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and when we say you know, helping others, I want to be very clear when we say actually changing lives. Mm. Like we have a very strict and high standard here in the house is like when we um, run our free consultations and try and uh, help people understand how we've gotten the positions we did with other people. Um, if we get them invested with like a hundred dollars or the minimum, it's not good enough. Yeah. It's not life changing, you know, not for them, but for us. Yeah. Like we understand that that's not going to help change the position and your future. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have a minimum of $10,000 per person, not at once, but eventually that's, that's what we want to get you guys to minimum. Like that's for us. That's where our standard is at. We have not helped change your life until we have you at a certain age at $10,000 invested minimum. Because we know past that stage, depending on math, you're most likely going to be okay. Mm. Right? Mm. So like, I really, really want to be clear is like we have such high standards on helping people in the most way possible. Mm -hmm. And for us, you know, the younger you are, the easier it is. Yeah. Right? Less responsibilities, no debt. Compound interest. Yeah. So like we we like getting them in as young as possible because we can help them as much as possible. But Mm. I personally have a story where you know uh, my partner and i one of our best friends is like 50 you know and we've just like their financial advisor did not like they had like heaps of cash on the side literally for five years just left it in the bank told them not to do anything with it and now like i i can see their results and i know that within the next couple of years they're done like they're retired they're completely fine and like i've got a card up on their fridge from them every single day i see that I'm like, this is exactly what we're doing it for. Every time we get a a DM from you guys or we get like a a thank you or or, um, anything, like it's it seriously pumps us up and motivates us. It's Mm. it's how we keep going and it's why we do everything we goddamn do because like Mm. far out, we all are in an incredibly lucky position where we can have a majority of things we want easily. Mm. And we realize and understand that once you get to that point, it's only so good, but helping people is the true point of why we're fucking here. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's a collective why. That was really well said, though. Yeah, thanks, bro. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that was like <laughs> really our well collective said. why, like why we want to be here, mm. why we're we doing hardcore head start. But yeah. we also have like our own personal whys, right? Um, which gives us energy. Mm. I think for me personally, my my personal why, like I had it. Um, an experience when I was in India for the first time 
and I was just in class and I was with this kid who was really smart and but he was poor his parents didn't have anything um, but he wanted to study hard and he was like he was a type of like he was in a family where like if he didn't come first he would literally get smacked mm. for he came second one time and he got smacked God damn. just for coming second like he's so smart but he had nothing and this one time like I, I used to steal a lot of stuff like this one time I stole money from my auntie and uncle in India and I went to the stationery shop and I bought him a bunch of stuff so that he could study that feeling that I got mm-hmm. in that moment really was life-changing like I just felt like oh I get I did something for someone else and it made me feel a certain way mm-hmm. like that was the first time I felt like something really real inside and that carried on throughout yeah. so like helping other people gives mm-hmm. you that energy yeah and that's one of my whys and otherwise like helping out my family mm. because like they've if it wasn't for them i wouldn't be in this situation now i think that's all of ours right like we want to help out immediate mm. family first yeah. but then we have like our own whys mm. that impacted us in different ways absolutely what about you g um yeah i think like one thing that did help me a lot was, was yeah I, i've said this in the at the start but like um when i was living at home uh, helping my parents out like because obviously they were providing me with so much value like giving me shelter giving feeding me you know so one perspective shift i did was like trying to help them as much as i could and yeah that that felt really good and mm. now with the e-toro like it feels nice when people are like or even with the podcast mm. It feels nice when people message me and they they really appreciate it. Like people are getting to the point where it's like, why are you helping me so much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you providing me with so much value? Like, what are you getting? Yeah. Like, I get that energy. Yeah. Like, it makes me feel good. It's, it's, it's good, literally supply versus demand. There's yeah. not a lot of people in the world who are in our, not just our positions, but just people in the world who just want help. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's so weird because it just doesn't exist and yeah. it's like we we all personally in our consults we we face a lot of like well what are you getting out of this like g was saying and and it's because of that simple fact is like we we get energy and joy and like fulfillment it's kind from of helping people think about it like that's their first reaction the what first are you getting reaction, out of yeah. it yeah. means they would have been burnt so many times before yeah. from bad experiences like mm. yeah it's kind of sad if you think about it brutal right, we gotta fix it so yep what about you your wise oh, yeah my long term work why is always just hardcore head start to you know help everybody achieve financial freedom so then they can gain back their time with that time they can do the hard deep work of understanding that they're so fortunate to be in Australia and that they have to really donate and help others in need in other countries in the world where they're suffering mm. but as a like just as a story, I remember like the best thing that I've would I felt like man that was just like I know who I am because I did this was like I was in Bali one night, you know, and it ties into helping others. But I was in Bali one night, just finished dinner, and I was ages away from like the main tourist areas, and I see this lady like wobbling on a scooter, coming directly at me on the footpath what is this what's happening with this and i just go to ignore it because i think it's like someone that's drunk or something like that 
So I just tend to like, just look at my phone and just not pay attention. But I hear screaming and I keep on hearing. I just ignore it. I keep, keep ignoring it. And then she gets closer and closer to me and she's actually crying. She's crying. And then I ask her like, wait, what's going on? And she's actually an Australian, right? Australian on her first holiday to Bali. It's a lady in her forties, right? And she just starts crying. She's like, hey, I'm actually lost. And this was on the, like the main, uh, like main, one of the main roads, uh, Sunset Road. It's like a highway and it's really scary and because there's no traffic rules. You know, you're, you're dodging in between all the traffic and all that. And if it's your first time on a scooter, which it was her first time, I found out. It's absolutely terrifying. Like for me, even with a lot of experience, I'm still scared to go on that road. And she just comes out bawling out crying. She's like, I've gotten lost. I've come here on a holiday with my husband and our children. I wanted to have some fun by going into Bali and I just wanted to feel alive. So I decided to get a scooter and I, t I convinced my husband to let me please explore for just one day. And I looked at her because I, I could feel the pain in her, in her face that she was literally, it's all about, you know, what we're saying about hardcore. She's suffering in Australia with like, you know, in terms of mental health, she just feels like she's not alive. So mm. she had to do this. And as a result, because she couldn't think clearly, she's got herself in this position. I'm like, oh, no worries. I'll help you get back. Where's your hotel? And she told me the name. And she's like, oh, the Marriott. I'm like, you know how many Marriott's there are? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> she's like, oh, it's near a big a big shopping center. And I'm like, you're so lucky to meet me. Cause I know every street in Bali. <laughs> I know everywhere. And it was the, it was like the, the main one, like on Kuta beach. And uh, I, I then get my phone. Her phone's ran out of battery. She doesn't even have a SIM card as well. Oh no. So I'm like the perfect person to help. <laughs> Literally. Jeez. How is that possible? I don't know. And so I'm like, oh, here, I'm going to book you a, a, an Uber right now jump in this car, I'm going to drive your bike and follow behind and we're going to take you all the way to your hotel, right? So she's in this, this car now. I hop on her, I leave my bike there and I lock it, right? So I, I leave everything that I'm doing just for her. And I start, you know, driving by and we're going real slow right behind the thing. I'm just making sure because she's scared I'm going to steal her scooter yeah. as well. And which is a definite possibility. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I can see her scooter was so bad. It's one of the scams where they're like, oh yeah, I got your scooter for you. It's going to be cheap and all this. And they just rip you off with the worst scooter. It's like almost, it's not even safe. It's, it's not roadworthy in any way. And I'm scared riding this scooter right behind her. And then I notice, dude, there's no petrol. So, and we, I'm like, please, man, make it back. Because it's like a 40 minute trip back. Fuck. Right, and I'm just pleased, and we're stuck in the traffic. Please, I'm trying to tell her, like, "Hey, look, look at me," and I'm behind her, like, "Hey, look at me." Uh, there's no petrol, and then when I was saying that, she got a little bit scared, intimidated, like I was trying to, like, you know, do something. Mm. So she couldn't trust me because she didn't really know who I was. I was trying to explain, "Hey, there's no petrol. Please wind down your window so I can tell you there's no petrol." But she was really scared. Right, and then I just kept on praying, like, "Hey, this, please make it all the way back," and then we got probably like 90% of the way and I can feel it, it's running out of petrol. So I'm like pushing with my legs and Fuck. revving it just a tiny bit. And then all of the Balinese, right, they're nice people, but what do I look like? I look like a drunk Australian. 
like and i'm just like you know like i'm like who's pushing on their legs and doing this at the yeah. same time i look like an idiot so everybody's like calling out to me and it turns into a thing like everyone's like hey man what are you doing on the road that's not how you that's not how you drive a bike and you should get off you know you're drunk and all of this i try to say no it's, it does not it's not you know how it I'm looks all good yeah <laughs> just uh, but then yeah it literally ran out like 300 meters away and then i decided just to push it all the way back and then i found her um, at the hotel, she was crying with her husband and her kid in her arms. And then they just like thanked me and they like the the guy offered to pay me and all of this stuff. Like how how can I repay you and all that? I said, just don't worry about it. That's what we're meant to do. Damn fucking Damn, right. Dude. That's what we're meant to do. That's a good <laughs> shit, man. Let's go, boys. <laughs> That's like connection. Energy. Energy. <laughs> yeah. It was wild, man. It was just like like I proved it to myself in that moment. Like, fuck, I'm actually good. Yeah, you know, that's, that's right what I'm capable of. Yeah. Now, how fuck do we yeah. do that on a big scale? Damn, Damn. man, that's, <laughs> I ain't gonna follow best. that with anything. <laughs> that's beautiful. Sorry, help other people. <laughs> Fire Dude, that's crazy. I felt good for a week. Yeah. And even recalling it, I still feel good. Yeah. Tingles, it's been yeah. Years. Tingles? yeah. Yeah. Dude, that Dang, made me feel good. Yeah. It gets you emotional, right? Yeah. That's what we're doing. Fuck. This shit is so big and people don't get it. (laughs) We're just out here like, fuck, man. Like, the thing, like, I have so many people, like, in the, like, that watch my stories and watch my stuff and stuff like that. I know I can help. Mm. Similar to that, like, just with finances and Mm. education in general. Like, I'm I'm sitting here like, please DM me. Please DM me. I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything. I'm good. All I need is the opportunity for me to be able to help you. Mm. That's it. That's all. That's what I get from this. I love it. Mm. I'm addicted to it. Mm. You know, and it's, it's such a beautiful story, man. Yeah. That's insane. All right, boys. So we got right, right, the uh, book recommendations. Yeah. So for this podcast, we recommend Man's Search for Meaning. Um, that's by Victor. Do you know his last name? Victor, Victor Frankel. E. Frankel. Yes. Victor Franco. Um, Frankel. 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 Yeah. <laughs> It'll be on the screen now, and link will be in the description. Yeah. Uh, we also recommend a movie called Life Is Beautiful. Um, that was like a World War Two movie, where uh, I won't ruin it, but go check it out. It's an Italian movie. Um, that had a lot of impact on all of us here. Mm. Uh, it gave us a good perspective on life and how you should how you should behave in tough situations and mm. how you should see the bright side of life. Um, so we recommend that and the book. Mm. Director is Roberto Benig- Benigni. Benigni. Yeah, just for context. Italian. Yeah, fully Italian. It's one of the best movies of all time. Yeah. And that book is one of the best books of all time as well. Yeah. They're both. Go. Um, I think with both of them, uh, especially the book go really really slow yeah go really really do the work do the work do the work really really take your time um and understand the impact that it's going to have yep yep so don't rush stuff. the books like we want you guys to retain as much information as you possibly yeah. can go slow yeah. you're only you're not you're not racing anyone right yeah. and don't cheat yourself so mm. you're gonna have to do it personally you're gonna have to do it all again if you don't do it right the first time yeah let me tell you that. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's it, boys. Um, that's for this week. Next, next podcast, hanging with hardcore episode number seven. 
is going to be an exciting one. We have a special guest coming on. So stay tuned for that. Until then, hit the like button. Subscribe if you haven't. Hit the notification bell as well for the YouTube algorithm. And comment down below what you guys thought of the podcast. And if it resonates with you, please share with your friends, family, loved ones. Anyone that you think can um, benefit from what we have to provide. And um, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Let's back it up. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up, sons. Back it up.